don't know if I want to let this guy see me eat my food. Packing bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer. What? 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 Well, the Bowl After Bowl guy? Clothing is optional, but pot is not. She is stoned. I, I like the pot much better. This is a new live son of a bitch. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. Uh, we tend to blame it on the weed when we can. Uh, and when we can't, what are you going to do? Just general incompetence. But you're here either way. Maybe you're here because of the weed, because of the incompetence. Maybe you're just here because it's the best thing for you right now in this moment. It's Thursday, and we've got a special edition of Bull After Bull. We like to call them Bulls with Buds. It's going to be episode 188 of Bull After Bull on September 8th, 2022. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'm DeLorean. And joining us, he's back. You'd love him. He's your favorite. It's Sir Seat Sitter. Slightly noted and completely loaded. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, hell yes. Welcome back, my friend. I'm not that loaded. Don't worry. That's okay. We got plenty of time. We got plenty of time. We can ease into it, you know, work our way up to the... Trickle. Work our way up to where the hell we going (laughs) to... Where Sir Bimrose cuts in and asks us how we stop this thing. Trickle down retardation. There's plenty of time between (laughs) now and then. (laughs) Oh, how have you been? It's been a minute. Oh, Jesus. Some pins flying over. And the game started early. It has. It has been a minute. Uh, apologies to everybody because I'm fucking recovering from some laryngitis. Uh, <gasps> some Larry's Gina fucking hit my throat. <clears> throat> and I cannot. Uh, it's affected me deeply. I can't do retard karaoke right now, which hurts my soul. Um, can't do a lot of things, but I can still do a show. What the hell? Lorian might actually have to talk on this one. Oh, no. <laughs> it's fucked up. Uh, it's fucked up. Speaking, though, of your awesome and excellent work, the I wanted to just say right off the bat that the artwork for tonight's show just was so awesome <laughs> and perfect. If you have Thanks. not seen the artwork, oh, my God. Oh, it's the Pepe like, with my hair? Yep. <laughs> or Pepe. Dude. Pepe, what am I? I swear to God, if you printed out the art for tonight... And you stood, and Chris, you stood right next to it, and it was you and the art, and I was looking at the, side by side, like the art would look more like you than you standing there would look like you. <laughs> Probably, yeah. That was great. It was good. Very good job. My favorite, my favorite aspect is how the mustache is like top layered over yeah, everything, over, so it's over like over the, the glasses and everything. <laughs> <Over> yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. It was on purpose. <laughs> Very good. It was, Very it good. murdered me. It murdered me. I just wanted to say. Yeah, I've already downloaded that and added it to my collection. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Uh, well, thanks for coming on and uh, coming back. You were the second bud we ever had in the bowl when we started doing the Bowls with Buds format. I was True. Kinda, I was looking yeah. through the, the historical... It was a great time. Historical his, his, uh, histories of all the buds. So, But yeah, I think the last time was... Uh, I want to say it was before the Tennessee meetup, even. 
Like, have we had you on? I, yeah, it was like a week before or something. It was like right before. I think it was like a week before. That yeah. sounds about right. Something like that. Yeah. That's about right. Damn. I feel like so much has gone on between now and then. Um, yeah, because so much has. So much has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably why it feels like that. In the world and just in my life, like things have been moving and shaking. Things have been. Um, yeah. I wanted to mention, so if, if any newbies are uh, listening to this for the first time, Bull After Bull is just our interview format. So it's another episode of Bull After Bull in sequential order. But uh, we call them Bulls with Buds, where we get one of our buds to sit down with us in the bull, and we talk about whatever, catch up on some stuff, some life stuff. But this is a special one, because I want to say we are lit with the live item tag, and uh, Chris has a split going. Yes, thanks to you. Chris is live, and he is lit. He's value-enabled. That's right. I know. I was amazed at how easy it was. This is a new live son of a bitch. So I'm so happy I've been able to spread that drop throughout the world. Oh my god! It's like my, <laughs> it was like uh, right when we had the Dave Jones episode and we went live for the first time. I was like, I was like, we really, really need the the new live son of a bitch drop. Like I need it bad. And you were like, yep, boom, right there. And it, for those who don't know, Alex Jones was talking about the COVID virus when he said that. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I feel like, like early on into COVID, he was like, this is come, comes out of a lab. This is a live virus, a new live son of a bitch. <laughs> it's like, all right, got that one, grabbed it. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for helping me uh, get the node and the wallet set up. It was like, Hell yeah. um, I think all in all, it was maybe 10 minutes worth of work. And if I knew what I was doing, it probably would have been two minutes worth of work. That's what I love about this new Albi integration. It's like, it just takes so much of the heavy lifting out of the equation. It's so much more uh, user friendly. Oh, boy. Uh, maybe I should read some of these as they're coming in. Uh, and listeners should note, yeah, this, a third is going to Chris. So we just do it like a true fucking uh, communist skanks here. We just do like an equal split for everybody. And that's, that's forever and ever. That's how uh, I do my splits personally when I do the guest stuff. So if anybody's curious, it's all in the RSS feed. Yeah. So, you you know, all of that's public information. Uh, let me go back to, okay, I got these two test splits and then we had 33, three, uh, 33, three, 33. Can you say five threes? <clears throat> I can't cause my voice is going out. Uh, 33, three, 33 from Booberry who was eager to pop your boost cherry. He said, I want to pop that boost cherry. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Woo. Good work. Ooh, that felt good. Hmm. Yeah, I've been doing like a lot that. of um, like I've been doing a lot of like squats and stuff to tighten up down there. So. <laughs> the Kegels are really paying off for this. Uh, oh, good popping in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one hundred one hundred one <laughs> from Harvat coming in on that CurioCaster live tag. He is always hopping on right when we go live, so we always appreciate that. Uh, another thirty three three thirty three from Lavish Woo. out of the Fountain app who says abs after abs. And then uh, eighteen twenty one from Pfeiffer says more like Sir Sir Sat Splitter. Am I right? Oh, yes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, here's another boost coming in from my Wi-Fi. Um, it's been a hot, popular podcast boosting app lately. I'm not sure. Uh, somebody's getting onto my Wi-Fi. Several somebody's. This time it's uh, Cotton Gin boosting 69420. What a great hey. number. And he said, where do we see pics of Chris doing splits? And uh, uh, maybe you can answer DM that. DM me. 
<laughs> that's that's private. That's uh, FYE. Oh, yeah, if the price is right, I'll do anything. <clears throat> For British eyes only. All right, value I'll do it. Whatever, whatever, whatever just, turns you on. Yeah, <laughs> value for value isn't just for podcasting. It's for anything you That's want right. me to do. It could be value for wiener. I mean splits. <laughs> wiener splits. Oh, uh, oh no. <laughs> no, that's just too much value. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to give away the whole house here. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so I heard the meetup report, man. I want to get the skinny on the Tennessee meetup. How would things go? Looked like a hell of a lot I of missed fun. That. Well, I missed the, um, I listened to most of the show today, but I missed the meetup report segment, so I'm going to have to go back and listen. But it seemed, I saw it implied on Nogena Social that the meetup, Adam cut the meetup report down pretty good, but I didn't actually hear what he played. Oh, damn. He edited, edited it? Well, did it start with, this is a new live son of a bitch? Because No Beret put that at the beginning. I think it, and I was like, I want to say it did. Okay, maybe it did. But we played it on the Abton a Six Pack last night with Phone Boy. And, oh, nice. Uh, Phoenix and Brewery, but yeah, it was no, it was pretty cool. Um, apparently, everybody hated the venue I picked. Um, oh, really? Because it, well, I mean, I don't know. I didn't even expect it to be a meetup. I was just going to get grab a drink with No Beret and whoever wanted to show up, and then yeah. he's like, "We'll make it a meetup." And so it was a meetup there, and you know, it's um, it's a it's like for a bar. It's pretty nice in there. They got like you know like six dart boards, two pool tables, inside and outside no. area, but you can smoke inside. So I think that oh. kind of um, might have been a turn off for some people and i know phoenix has apparently had to since she does ride sharing phone boy was saying she's picked a lot of drunk people up at that spot and so she <laughs> does not like that spot uh, but yeah it was cool though phone boy was there uh noah of absent a six-pack i came, heard noah on the in. yeah on the report i heard phone boy on yeah, the report billy bones this dude uh, billy bones was there yeah that was cool no beret obviously no beret um i didn't ex- had any no idea like um, what to expect so he was the first person there and he walked by like right away and i just gave him a nod and didn't notice his behind the scheme shirt oh my god and like he and then he came back around and gave me an in the morning i was like oh shit it's no it's like oh, okay so like we made eye contact like a full five minutes before we actually talked to each other i feel like that was uh you with everybody at the roller rink too when we met up in nashville I think I recognize you like right when you I walked just like in the being door, like y- it wasn't that you weren't recognizing people you're just like being like extra low key like yo 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 okay yo <laughs> well later on in the night for sure because I was on drugs allegedly yeah. so what <laughs> but at the beginning what? of the night I think I was doing a pre- I, I recognized Patrick Crowbell right away cause, yeah because he was I mean I, I've seen him at half, almost all the meetups I've been to like, I've only been to like four meetups I think he's been at three of them um, but yeah no it's um, but anyway yeah we just basically played pool and. I think it was five of us there all together. So nothing crazy. It was pretty low key, and we just talked some shit and had fun, had some beers. Um, yeah, it was a good time. That's I love excellent. I, I told him I, I'm going to let somebody else pick the venue next time because now, see, you can get in some nobody shit. Likes, nobody likes that place. You can get in some <laughs> shit. I've learned. I mean, yeah. we're gonna go to the Green Lady Lounge, right? So, by the way, if anybody hasn't heard, uh, Lavish is coming to town next week, and on Friday we're gonna Ooh. hit the Green Lady Lounge now. I learned the hard way that you can't do meetups with a cover or twenty one plus because they won't yeah, that's po- they won't post the place it. we were at was twenty one plus. Uh did you by the way did oh, you put wait, did you wait, put like, twenty one um, plus like Mimi won't post it? Did you put twenty one plus in your description? I didn't did you do it, just but put I don't a venue? Think, I didn't organize it. Okay. But I think it was just the venue. I don't think it said twenty one plus, but it was a twenty one plus venue, but they don't 
until it gets late at night and there's like a ton of because it gets hopping over there late at night. Right, like it's and then they loud just music kick everybody it's, out it's, or it's, kick kids out. And then they have like dudes at both entrances guarding everybody. But mm-hmm. early in the day, like when they're still serving food and stuff, they don't ID you. Right. But I think it is a twenty-one and up place because you can smoke in there. That makes sense. Like state of Tennessee, you have to be twenty-one to go into a bar that allows smoking. That makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So those are two rules that maybe aren't obvious there there is something on if you click into the rules on noagendameetups.com and then you click on uh you have to go to the faq first right and then once you're on the faq page you actually have to click again on something that says uh how do i start a meetup or how do i plan a meetup or something like that which foolish me like i thought that i had it down by now but i don't (laughs) uh and it just says you have to pick a family-friendly uh, venue, right? That's um, one of the things. It, covers not brought up at all, but since uh, I've since learned that I guess they had like just a flurry of retards trying to post uh, meetup stuff for Burning Man, and it was like a fucking $590 ticket plus a $145 parking lot fee plus uh, some other bullshit, you know? And so that's when um, I guess the the rationale for not having covers or something came into the play. But so I'm on the meetups website and I do not see any kind of FAQ or anything. I'm telling you, dude, it's not easy. It's tricky to get there. I just found uh, resources and help on the help tag with some other clicking after that. <laughs> it's not super obvious. Okay. Is all and I'm still looking for like the rules. So. Um, oh, maybe under site updates. Uh, let me see. Actually, Go to noagendameetups.com slash resources. The family-friendly venue thing could go too far also because like the the roller rink place, like there was there was no beer allowed inside the venue. So NetDead and I would have to sneak outside and crush beers in the parking lot and shit. (laughs) (laughs) There's, you know, there's always a happy medium for for us. Okay, so for us, the most common meetup to do is like a barbecue potluck in the park. We pick a park that's adjacent to a playground and then the kids can just go over to the playground, stay over there. We can have like a discussion about uh, how long it's going to take for them to announce the Lizard Queen's death uh, at a table, like away from them. <laughs> yeah. And then but people can bring beers at their, le- at their leisure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's B- I don't think you can do that in most B- parks around here. BYOB around here. Huh. Which is, uh, it's, it's... I mean, I don't think they enforce it, but I'm pretty sure it's no alcohol allowed in most parks. Like, all the state parks, or, or like the national parks and state parks, you're not, even national if you rent parks, out a cabin... National parks, I'm not sure about, to be frank. Even if you rent out a cabin, it's no alcohol allowed. City hmm. parks are not a big deal on this side. I think the Kansas side, that they might have some rules about it. I don't know. Um, there's also kind of the brown bag special kind of thing that you can do. No questions and all that, you know? Don't ask permission, ask yeah, forgiveness. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the way to go. Sometimes, yeah, um, other times not, I don't know. I don't know, but anyway, I'm in this spot, right, where I'm I'm always trying to fucking do too much uh, with too little time, and now that I've got to come up with some kind of an extra place to go or something like that will pass the, that will get like the blessing and the sanction, you know? Uh, and I'm trying to decide if I like, cause I still want to do that. You know what I mean? And, uh, labs just come in and now it's like, like I wanted to have the promo in and done on Sunday's show and now Thursday's show is done. And now I'm looking at a week from, you know, a week into Sunday's show and I'm just like, Oh my God. With no voice. With no voice. So yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? What am I going to record? Hey, 
out to the Green Lady Lounge. It's going to be a great time. Lavish coming in town. We're going to have to hassle Lavish. (laughs) Yeah, Lavish. Lavish, he could, uh, he's going to be silky smooth no matter what, so. (laughs) Nobody wants to fucking. I like Pfeiffer's suggestion. Just suggest the parking lot for the The venue. Parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's $5 eye roll. Yeah, you know, I had, uh, I don't know. I was, I tried to be polite about it. I'm still trying to be polite about it. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to like, I, I see why there are rules and there have to be limitations. Like, uh, there was one point where the fucking virtual meetups were just getting out of hand. You know what I mean? And it's like, all right, you can have a virtual meetup anytime, all the time, wherever, whenever. Um, yeah, it's like organize that on NOS or on, you know, yeah. people are already doing and, Jitsi like all the time. Why would you need to announce it on the meetup website and what was suggested to me and i think what other uh meetup groups do is to get like a local mailing list and just do like uh local ones and then only post you know on the na meetups like certain bigger ones or something like that which it's like eh, yeah okay i can see that that's like a solution but i don't know it's like we've had this thing you know i've just it's like it reminds me of the show or like anything else i do uh, that's kind of adjacent to this this whole community where everybody has their own different style and it's all kind of janked together, uh, just crowdsourced, like just regular ass people doing this, right? And you yeah. get into a groove over a year and a half, two years, and you're just like, this is my method, right? Like for me, I hate planning the meetups in, in terms of picking an event uh, or picking a venue and a date. So once I get that venue and date, it's like climbing a fucking mountain. And then I'm at the top of the mountain, right? I have my venue and my date and the time. And I'm like, oh, fuck, thank God, finally it's over. And then I post that, you know, at that point, I think I'm, I've won and I post the fucking thing and it's all good. Uh, and then this time, just like having climbed the mountain and then looking up and the mountaintop is still like way up there and they're like, no, you're not done climbing yet. I'm like, ah! <laughs> uh, it just hurts. But I get, I get it, you know. Yeah, I'm not know, trying just... to be salty about it because I'm not. I really am not. It's just like I don't think anyone has complained about a Kansas City venue that's been picked yet. But we did reach out to the Kansas City group, like, "Hey, can someone give us some venue ideas?" And it was just crickets. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, if I don't plan them, they just don't happen. And I tried to have like one where like anybody, please, anybody else, do it. <laughs> Yeah. And that whole month that was, just went by. That was during nobody, the kidney stone crusade. Nobody even made a suggestion oh, somewhere to go. It wasn't yeah. they have, I mean, it they wasn't have like, Knoxville meetups here like all the time because like the first time I set one up was 2019, maybe late 28. I think it was 2019. Yeah, I set one up in Barley's downtown Knoxville, and that was the one like Patrick Coble showed up. I think all throughout the four hour, five hour span, we had about 25, 30 people show up. The most that was there at once was about 15, 20 people, maybe tops. And, um, like they, we did maybe the next one I did was right when COVID started, like January, 2020. And one guy showed up mm. uh, I was like, yeah. wow. Cause everybody was still kind of spooked to COVID, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, it was part of the problem. I, I assume, I don't know why else the drop off would have been that bad, but they've been doing Knoxville meetups a lot over the last year. I just, they always put them on like a Saturday, which is my busiest day of the week for mm-hmm. work. So I can never go. Rough. Yeah. Rough. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're still gonna have a good time. That's the main point. And I'm still gonna oh, yeah. try and get something accomplished as far as the official thing goes. It's not like I have, you know, two weddings to work this weekend and uh, this show to do tonight and other things. I can just drop it out and, uh, you know, do something extra. It's cool. 
It's like, uh, I don't know. You got the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> Everybody's like, every, people tell me this. People are like, well, you're so good at it. And I'm like, fuck, I'm not good at this shit at all. I barely make it happen every time. Are you kidding? I pull it out of my ass. But I guess it's that's like, all all of us are doing. There's just some people that pretend they aren't doing that all the time. It's a step better than like uh, nobody doing anything at all. And so that's why they're like, oh, wow, it's impressive because something happened. <laughs> whoa. Uh, uh, whoa. 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 Yeah. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of whoa. You're listening to, <laughs> you're listening to the two hour show about meetups. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> It might be two hours of uh, boobs boosting the shit out of you. He's so overjoyed that he can boost you now. And we just got... 69! 69, dudes! We got 69.69 out of Podverse from Mr. Boobs. Uh, And he says, I'm gonna finger boost you. Pew, pew. Next, oh, and you'll be able to give him happy news, Chris. Uh, Next, he says, next, go to podcasterwallet.com and make some more magic happen. I did do that. With the help of Spencer earlier today. Yeah, we got him on that. You can boost abs in a six-pack. Woo! You can boost it. Awesome. Boost. Go boost it. Go boost now abs in a six-pack. Now I just have to figure pack. out how I'm actually going to be able to see the boost come in. Uh, you should be able to read them from your Albi wallet extension. So if you, like, hit the little puzzle piece where your extensions live and click on Albi, then you get, like, that popping up. And then if you hit incoming on recent transactions, um, oh. you should have... All of them listed. No transactions yet. That's weird. No transactions yet. Oh, you know what? Oh, because it's so split, probably. Yeah. You may need to. Uh, it's not a direct transaction. Mm, you should see them. You may need to. I'll play with it after the show with you. But yeah, we'll talk about it later. Sometimes you got we'll so, it. We'll talk about it off the air. The only thing I'll say on here, yeah, for a little okay. hint, is <laughs> you might have to jiggle handles in either logging out of that extension and logging it back in or uninstalling and reinstalling it. I I had, personally I had to uninstall and reinstall the extension because of some weirdness and I can't really explain why, but it's just one of those It's one of those classic IT things, you know, you got to turn it off and on again. Yeah. 7777 from Boobs, of course, Boobs. Boobies Boobies. He says, "Easy." Oh yeah, and there's five ones from Pfeiffer out of Fountain. He says, "KC meetup is going to be lit." Hell yeah. It's true. It's going to be off the chain. Oh, shit, yes. Fucking excited about <laughs> it. Very excited about it. Uh, yeah, so, going to be fun. Dude, how's dad life be been, dude? Uh, it's pretty great. Um, he's about to be one whole year old. He's damn, he's he's walking. Oh, talking, nice. But he's not walking good and he's not talking good. <laughs> but he's so, doing it. Just you like know, he he'll, he'll grab onto a chair and just push around. Yeah, he's like a little drunk person, basically. Yeah. <laughs> He's he's you know he'll grab onto a chair or like his um uh what's it, I mean, whatever the seat is where you eat food high chair yes. or like just a regular chair and he'll just push it around the house and like freak out and just go like be like it's the I've never seen somebody be so happy about something <laughs> he is when he just like grabs a chair and starts pushing it around the house in a big circle because like from the living room all the way back to the hallway where the bathroom and bedrooms are and then up to like the side room and then all the way back around to the kitchen is like this big circle and he'll just go in that circle with nice. the chair. And he's, you know, he's doing a lot of like dad, dad, mama, or uh, I think his first word was turtle. He keeps going turtle. Oh! So, <laughs> That's awesome. Turtle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Or, but he, he can't say banana because he loves bananas, but he goes, bana. <laughs> so, nice. It's a uh, bana. Yeah. 
I think he'll be walking without a chair and and uh, talking pretty quick. It seems like because it kind of all happened um, pretty quick. He was crawling for the longest time, but the walking and talking is pretty recent. He'll be one year old in about a week or two. Yeah. Dang. That's great, man. Yeah, Johnny Man wild. was uh, one at the end of May. And he still ain't walking. He can do it. He just won't do it. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, he can, he he can, can stand st- by himself. Yeah. But if he if you look at him when he does it, he'll just sit down. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a performer. Yeah, he could be walking behind right. our backs. He very well could be. He could yeah. be running around kickboxing for all I know. But with the talking, too, his sisters talk for him so much. So, I mean, he can say mom and dad and Ray Ray, his sister's names, but uh, he's, uh, you know, he just gets what he wants from them. His favorite thing is to <laughs> right. point and, like, ask what something is, but when okay. he asks what something is, he goes, duh? <laughs> it, sound, duh? it sounds like he's saying, is that? Is that? Instead is that? Like, What's I can't that? even do it because oh, my voice good. is fucked. Yeah. Up. Is that? Ah! <laughs> dude, but my, so little, frustrating. my little dude, my little dude, Charlie, like he'll, he thinks like the funny, he thinks the dumbest, like anything <laughs> is hilarious. Like I've never seen like the amount of, I've heard and I've told like other parents that have hung around him. They're like, I've never seen a baby laugh so much, which I think is, I don't know. I think is pretty awesome because yeah. he's just like thinks everything is just so funny all the time. And like he'll just sit, he'll just sit around and and like put his finger in front of his mouth. And I don't even know if anybody taught him to do this, but he just goes. <laughs> and it's just like, and then like he'll see someone else laughing at it, and then he'll just like keep doing it while he's laughing. So he'll be like, it's like the funniest fucking thing. Uh, but yeah, no, being a dad's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, happy babies are the best. I love it. Yeah, no, he's. He's got a great personality. I'm hoping he uh, keeps it throughout his life. Well, you know. Cheers. I'll drink to that. Cheers, cheers. Amen. With a dad like you, man, <clears throat> uh, I'm sure he'll be a fun dude to hang around. Oh, yeah. Yep. What's the most surprising thing about parenthood for you so far? A year mm. in. I don't know. I think the most surprising thing was how easy it's been compared to what like I was expecting. <laughs> I would agree, man. I love that, yeah. I agree too. I had like uh there's definitely hard days, but yeah. There's hard days and moments and things, but I had that too where I mean like the night Ray was born, I was even like when I handed her to my dad, I like had my hands underneath her just in case. Like I was so fucked up in the head about it, you know what I mean? Like Oh yeah, I was terrified the first like month. But then and now it's like for some reason that just goes away. And then, like, we're about to have a four, and I probably could juggle them, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, mm-hmm. um, it's just so much more resilient. But you're right, dude. It's like, there's all this fucking fear, and um, I don't know, there's this pressure. Everybody's like, oh, God, they're going to be expensive. They're going to be pain in your ass. They don't they're sleep. Ruin your life. They're sick you all the sleep. time. It's like, mm. And then you're like, dude, this is actually great. Dude, he's been sick once, and by sick, I mean he had a runny nose. Like, that's the sickest he's been. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah, we made some, I I won't, I, for, um, I guess, um, legal purposes, I won't get into exactly what health decisions we made, but you can probably connect the dots on why that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so, but yeah, um, I, what you were saying, uh, like talking about John with stage fright and it was so funny. Caleb also of abs in a six pack fame came down like maybe a couple weeks or a month ago 
and was we were hanging out at my place and uh you know I was, he was getting ready to leave caleb was and you know i charlie was hungry so i chop him up like some banana some avocado and um, a little bit of oatmeal and i get it all like laid out in front of him and he's just like looking at me and looking at caleb and looking at the food and not touching <laughs> it I'm like what the hell he's like usually it's like this is like his favorite shit he loves avocado he loves bananas and I was like, all right, I just let him sit with it while Caleb and I were talking. And like 20 minutes later, Caleb walks out the door and like that, he just starts scarfing it all down <laughs> like as soon as he was gone. So it's like, I guess like that's, um, I guess what else would that be besides stage fright? He's got that stranger like, danger, man. He's yeah. Like, he's like, I don't know if this, I don't know if I want to let this guy see me eat my food. <laughs> <laughs> Cautious. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, dude. Kids do some wild stuff, man. Kids say the darndest things. He loves crawling up stuff, man. John, he's like really into that. <clears throat> like we went to my work yesterday, which I don't go in often because uh, it's all just virtual. Um, so like I deliver my classes virtually, but they had some kind of a 10% off card at the local restaurants that the, the mall dropped off for them or something. So I got an email and, uh, you know, I like a fucking good discount. <laughs> so I went in. And while I'm waiting for them to uh, get the discount card or whatever, he sees the stairs and he just is like climbing up. I'm like, <laughs> right away. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Going for him. It's like a stone floor, too. So he's just like slapping his hands and knees on the stone floor, crawling over there. Slap, oh, slap, slap, slap. Well, and I've told you, too, he started climbing up the bunk bed ladder in yeah. the girls' room. He can get like almost all the way up there. And then he looks down and... He's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you, you're not walking, but you're trying to climb ladders. Come on, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he'll, uh, my little guy, he'll like, God, we must have bought, like, I mean, a lot of it was um, hand-me-downs type stuff, but even not including that, we've probably spent like hundreds of dollars on toys for him. And he will ignore all that stuff and just go straight for like cords, <laughs> curtains. Uh-huh. <laughs> shoes it's like he'll be he, he was more obsessed with my dirty ass work shoes they're all muddy than any <laughs> toy that i lay out in front of him and it's like what do i, <laughs> I don't know. what am like, i wasting like, my okay, money on yeah so you're just gonna try to pull this lamp cord down like off the lamp on your head instead of play with all these toys that i have laid out in front of you um but yeah no he's <laughs> uh, i've heard that's pretty common yeah that's yeah. john too he loves uh any kind of cord or electronic thing Yep. like smack on keyboards or try to grab people's phones or all that kind of stuff. Like any kind of electronic thing. He's the first with the electronics. With the girls, it's like boxes and stuff mm -hmm. that they can use their imagination with. Yeah, yeah I've <laughs> I've done I've done my best, and I'm not always good at it, but I've done my best to not let him like see me be on phones or computers much. Yeah. Um, but as soon as like they. I know he he like any chance he gets if I do have to pull my phone out or if like somebody calls and I'm talking to him on the phone like that's all he wants once he sees it. That's <laughs> wow! <the phone. laughs> I'm like, oh god, no, stay away. And he will like yeah or or like um like even even though like I barely ever let him like he's he's had almost no TV intake. I think he's watched like maybe two movies in his one year of existence and uh, didn't even finish those. Nice. And then his mom will put on like some kind of stupid uh. YouTube kids thing with like dancing vegetables or something. I don't know what the fuck it no. is, but um, they don't talk. It's just, I don't even know what it is. It's called like Hay Bears. I think that's it. Hay Bear. And it's like, hey, I, I fucking hate, I hate this shit. 
but uh, so like he'll if, if one this one day this was I mean he was young he was probably like four months ago so I guess he was like eight months old or uh, seven months old and he was just crying all day which is so out of character for him I was like why is this little guy crying like what the hell's going on and I give him food I give him his like bottle I give him just yeah, like anything like all his toys and he's just crying screaming and crying and I'm like what is going on and then I like I kind of see what he's looking at over in the corner up on this up on the table and I hand him the TV remote and he's just the happiest person ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why did you want that so bad? Just and he'll, you know, just buttons. take the batteries out of it and let him play with it. And yep. he's just happy as a clam. Oh yeah. They love yeah. pushing buttons, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. In every sense of the great. word. We have a record player <laughs> in the bedroom and he'll climb all the way up. On like on his tippy toes, so he can just reach all the way up and push the buttons on the record player. Damn. Yeah. But anyway, they can climb a lot of oh stuff. Oh god, bad life. Oh, we had uh, two more strikes roll in. Uh, thirty thirty-three thirty-three from Bully Steed. Woo. Uh, Bully Steed says these bowls with buds are the best out of Fountain. And then uh, forty-four four forty-four. That's five fours. I can count and read. Uh, from Lavish out of Fountain, he says, Congrats. You like jazz? It's beautiful jazz up inside you, boy. Yeah, definitely. I like jazz. I like jazz. We're going to get jazzy. That's my best jazz right there. I feel like jazz is only good when you're real high. Yeah. You know when your mouth is getting dry, you're pretty high. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Have you ever listened to jazz sober? Yeah. Like, I don't think anybody's ever, I don't know about it. Yeah. There was that one time. <laughs> Last time I was sober. Jazz drunk is also not good. I it think was we 2011, used to... I want to say. 12? 11? Was it 11? That was the last time you weren't high? And heard jazz. Or, and, okay, and listening to jazz. Which was Man, both the same time. I don't time even remember what I did in 2011. I met Laurie and then. To jazz. Met Laurie and then. That was pretty much the only thing oh, yeah. I did the, the whole year. The infamous Wendy's ketchup story. <laughs> it's sad, but it's so true, bro. Oh. oh, yeah, the Wendy's ketchup story. God. Tell the fucking Wendy's ketchup story again. Like, <laughs> it's like Burt Kreischer with the machine. Tell the story. Hey, hey tell him, Wendy. Hey, dude, you went to, you went to Wendy's. <laughs> Nobody's going to believe you got ketchup, man. Tell him about it. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> I never got fucking ketchup. It's just a rumor at Wendy's that there is even ketchup. It's not available. Can I complain about something? Yes, please. Speaking of Wendy's, fucking Rick and Morty, dude. Oh no. Have you seen? Do you were you fans of the like first two seasons? First of all, before it, got, before it became a meme. Uh, I think I first watched it once it already was a meme. Yeah, and when there's, Pickle Rick happened. There's a few show. There's a few episodes that are good. I never actually. I never saw the Pickle Rick one, mm -hmm. so I probably watched it a little bit before Pickle Rick happened. I've only seen parts of the first season, I think. And there's some that are the good. The first two seasons but, yeah. are so good. It just never really like ignited me. You know what I'm saying? But I like. I was down with it. I was like, all right, this is another thing. But I don't well, know. My, like, my main uh, complaint about the show is. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. You, you. Oh, I was just gonna say my main complaint is the like branding they're doing where it's like every Wendy's commercial or like Doritos commercial or Mountain Dew commercial or fucking hard Mountain Dew commercial is like Rick, Marty, oh, we're trapped in a commercial and oh, it's like oh, what God. the fuck, like every commercial has to be a Rick and Morty commercial now, it's pissing me the fuck off. I haven't so even stupid. seen any of them yet. And they think they're being clever because they'll 
I mean, you could probably pull one up. Like the Wendy's one is the recent one where it's like they think they're being clever. It's like he's like Morty, we got to get out of here because we're about to have our images promoted for corporate interests. And it's like, okay, so you think you can just do a shill commercial? By then, like being tongue in cheek and self deprecating that you're shilling out, it's like right. Okay, Pretend you don't want to, and then it makes it yeah. Okay. Uh, and then also, Morty, all we gotta do to, to write these shows, Morty, is we gotta uh, say Morty a lot, Morty. And then uh, yeah, we're gonna uh, we gotta barf a couple of times, Morty. And I'm gonna get drunk, okay? And I'm gonna throw this bottle against the floor, Morty. And and uh, some fucked up is gonna happen, but uh, you know the basic plot is just the same every time, Morty. It's the same thing, Morty. We're in a loop, Morty. <laughs> Oh, I don't like being in a loop. Oh, jeez. I'm not so sure about I, this. <laughs> I I stand by that, like, the first two seasons were some of the best TV I'd seen in a while, and the second, season three and four were still really good and better than most shows. But, dude, season five was so bad that it made me just hate the whole show. And I was like, Damn. why did this happen? And I started looking into it, and the same thing happened that happened with Robot Chicken, which was never that good, but it was at least better than it got. Sure. And they hired a bunch of female writers. Oh, no. offense no. to females. But, dude, like, when you're – because Adult Swim, like, Brett Gilman and Tim Heidecker and all them were complaining, like, well, Adult Swim doesn't employ enough women. And it's like, well, let's hire a bunch of unfunny women. It doesn't matter <laughs> if they're funny or not. Right. They just no. get the women sh- on the shows. And it's like, dude, it's the death of every show is women comedy writers. And I'm kind of – it's. I mean – Women for the I've sake of women. I've about this for a while. Yeah. But yeah. Just for the sake of I being mean, women. I mean, women can be funny, but but it's also like a, a show that's, it's it's like if they did this, okay, it's like if South, or I mean, South Park's not a good example, but a show, like Rick and Morty's a pretty dude show. Like sure. It's obviously marketed to dudes. Right. And if you just throw a bunch of women in there, then you had episodes like you had on season five that were just so bad and like made me hate the show. And I didn't even, I just guessed. I was like, they hired women writers, didn't they? Of course, you look it up and you're like, fuck me. <laughs> it's like so yeah but the anyway i didn't mean to complain about tv or could it be her rant, massive but, stripper titties that's the only rick yeah. and morty drop i think i have it's, see that was a good episode too i think that was the one where uh where summer gets blown up into a giant and then has her skin turned inside out oh um, abel kirby's boosting 88 uh boosting for spencer's rick impression also fuck dan Harmon. he is actually <laughs> less funny than women <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Should I hire Abel Kirby? Da- oh, Dan Harmon was speak. the... Uh, I can't speak, but I can do Rick's Dan- voice. That's how fucking lame Rick's voice is. Just saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guarantee you Dan Harmon was the brains behind the plot where uh, Rick gets killed and his body goes offline. <laughs> or it keeps his, his, his consciousness gets redirected into cloned bats in alternate dimensions. Oh, yeah. Like every dimension he pops out, it's like a Nazi dystopia. Oh man. And I and I guarantee you Dan Harmon wrote that episode because or at least that part of that episode because I remember hearing him on Duncan Trussell's podcast and he was bitching and complaining about how he makes a show for twelve year old Nazis. <laughs> Every, all the Rick and Morty fans are Nazis, man, and I just hate my own fan base. And it's like What a fucking yeah, douchebag, man. Because they like Trump, I'm assuming is the Oh no, not Trump. Oh, oh, oh Trump. You oh, said Trump. Oh, I'm writhing in pain. Oh, the climate just sank. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, you know how we could really get him? Oh, we could call him Drump. <laughs> Drump. Yeah. Drump. You remember that one? <laughs> oh, looks like uh, actually oh, his name now, used boys. to be Drump, and so uh, technically yeah. it's like the correct yeah, like, name. Like like two hundred years ago, before he was born, you know that his name was Drump. Make, <laughs> make Trump Drump then. Yeah. Drum for all plays. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just can't believe it's still going on. Like, yeah. I thought it would kind of die off and everything, but... Rick and Morty or the Trump stuff? Ah, <laughs> uh, both, I guess, really. <laughs> I wouldn't think yeah. about it. <laughs> uh, no, that... It's it's a phenomenon that snuck into almost all pop culture. Like, you watch The Simpsons and it's in there. You watch fucking South Park and they did it. Like, everybody just got got in this, like, wild mental mind trap where they're just fucking obsessed. And it's like, dude, it's like, can we just fucking... All you do is help the guy when you do that, in my opinion. Yep. You just drive more people over into his arms, you know? Yeah. Like, it's accomplishing the opposite of what they want to accomplish with it. But I don't know. What do I know? Yeah, just I a mean, fucking idiot. Like, I, I agree with what Alex Jones has said, where it's like, he honestly hates Trump more than Hillary Clinton at this point, because it's like, enough already. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> let's move past it. It's like, the Trump thing was fun for like, you know, three of the four years until Trump went along with the lockdowns and pushed the vaccines. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, even most of Trump's base is kind of done with Trump at this point. Did you see what Trump said the other day about how drug dealers need to be executed? I, I did see like, that. Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? Fuck you, so, bro. Yeah, let's start with big pharma and then go to the pharmacist. Yeah, yeah. I want to start. If you're going to execute all the drug dealers, then that's exactly right. We got to start with the fucking CEO of Pfizer and then go to the start board. With the CIA, and then the head yeah. of the Moderna and then their board. And then I want to go all the way down to every fucking just low level CVS pill dispensing pharmacist. <laughs> all of them. All of them. <laughs> fucking all of them. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, your idea is great. Let's do it. You fucking retard. That was crazy, man. But it's the, it's not just that. It's like, it's been, he's just too old now. It's like, none of, I, I, I don't, I knew, I know there is like the ultra, there's always going to be the MAGA people. Sure. But like, yeah. I think yeah. Trump has, I don't think Trump could win another election. Um, like, they might not even have to cheat if he runs against Biden this next one, you know, because it's like, well, you think he's they're going to do so Biden? Much to alienate be, all the people. It's just, it's so hard to predict. I'm not even, motivated to vote at all like i don't yeah. i really at this point like if the election were tomorrow I'm vote for kanye again <laughs> <laughs> i mean kanye's not, last a, time. kanye's not a bad pick if he gets up he should get on all 50 states this time he should get on that grind earlier um but yeah, yeah dude, i don't know, man. I, don't trump, know. Trump, I think trump's like there's plenty of time between now and, and the next election so like i think a whole bunch of shit will happen obviously but right if if it was fucking tomorrow dude I got I got other more important shit in my life to do than vote right now. Like, just straight up. Yeah, no, I I think I've voted twice in my well, except local politics. I've gone and voted once. For, Local's once nice in a while, to but, do, man. Local's nice to do. But like, as far as presidential elections, I never voted in the midterms. And presidentials, like, I voted twice. I <laughs> voted for. Uh, I wanted to vote for Ron Paul, but I wasn't old enough. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I was like, I think I was like 16 or something back then. But then I voted for Gary Johnson, and what a fucking letdown that was. <laughs> Tell me about it, bro. I voted for Gary Johnson uh, twice, dude. And uh, yeah. I felt like an idiot for voting for him when I saw the videos of him, like, like doing the, 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 the second the time he ran. <laughs> Shit. I could just get up on the debate stage and go, boo, 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 and I'd still like win if they let me debate. And I was like, bro, you are clearly fucking way too high to be running. He, for uh, he, like, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure he was just eating animals all the time because his big line, yeah. His big line on that tell. campaign trail was, I don't smoke weed anymore. And he kept saying it like that. He was like, I've stopped smoking weed. And I'm yeah, like, okay, so great. you're just eating it then, huh? Because you're fucking stoned as a baloney. 
I remember there was that um, panel he was on where some lady says that edibles can give you heart attacks. And Gary Johnson, it was the funniest thing he did was Gary Johnson stands up and fakes a heart attack. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah what a dumb that. fuck. Dude. It's like, that doesn't help. But it was funny. Mm-hmm. It was funny, but. <laughs> it was a different yeah, flavor, know. you know, the Gary man, the Gay J train. My man, Gay J. Gay yeah. J5 million. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like. I feel like I get like I get sucked into politics, and then I'm just come out so disillusioned every single it's time. Never, it's never, like, yeah, shit anymore. Totally, yeah. it's never been worth it for me. And I've yeah. done it in every little fucking facet, man. I've been hyper local. I've done county shit. I've done state shit. I've done other people's state shit. I've done the national level shit, uh, whether it's lobbying or hitting the ground canvassing or talking to voters or like I've done so many fucking different angles of the thing and every single time i get to the end and i'm like what the fuck did i just waste all this time for exactly like yeah. and i no, you know i didn't get paid like the mans didn't get paid he just fucking ran around like saying when he believed like i can do that i can do that from my basement so what the fuck why would i you know right why, i mean it why would i go and like you can make real change sometimes but it really just comes down to like entertainment like the way i look at it is like if i'm having fun like debating ideas or talking politics or just trolling people on Twitter, then like, okay, at least I can say I'm having fun, but like, let's not kid myself that like I'm doing anything noble or like, like I should even get my hopes up for anything good to come out of it. You know? Yeah. I think that's all, it's all fucking entertainment at the end of the day. One of the, one of the biggest traps is this thing where like people are so, they feel real jitty about being right, but it's more important that you're wrong to them and yeah. we saw it with the trump fucking thing we saw it with the vaccine shit we see it with the mask arguments we see it with all the different things that happen where it's like i'm on the right side of history but more importantly you're wrong and that's where you get the fucking maga deplorables and that's where you get the fucking everyone's a nazi and all this dumb shit that's just so fucking played out it's like you know, it's it's to the point where, like, in the coding world, it gets extra retarded because you're just trying to go look up some documentation for fucking. I remember when I first looked up the documentation for Node.js, and it was all like Black Lives Matter and all this shit, um, just on every. And now that's all gone because that was a fad before the 2020 election, and now everything, if you go anywhere, is. Yeah, we support Ukraine. We got blue and yellow because we support Ukraine and we want to give money. You got any money? And yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, you just can't go fucking anywhere. Yeah. It's like, I'm at work, dude. Just get, fucking leave it at home or at least wait till a lunch break or a water cooler or some kind of like, like, we don't have to talk about this shit on the fucking documents of all this, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's almost. I don't know if you've ever thought this, but have you ever felt like in, because for my jobs, I don't usually end up doing a lot of, um, especially the one I have now. My boss is a fucking QAnon guy. Still, thinks Trump's <laughs> two more weeks, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, dude, it's crazy. I love, but he listens to the X twenty two. I just love trolling him a little bit about it. But, it's it's fun. Um, but yeah, no. If doesn't it feel like at jobs, especially if you're talking like IT stuff, like you're talking about, do you think they're trying to like goat people out so they can like ex- just try to like. Post stuff that is so acceptable and so like the lefty shit that's like you're never gonna get fired for having these positions. It's Honestly, almost like they overdo it to try to goat you into like coming out like, oh, there's a Trumper, we can get him, or there's a you know racist or whatever. It's like I don't think it's that at all. What I think it is is just fucking grant trying to get brownie points. grant money and boards and shit. It's ESG. It's like they're jerking themselves off for the fucking corporate overlords. 
That's what the, like that's what right. the money wants to see. That's what the investors want to see. That's what the fucking startup capital wants to see. It's not about like getting the workers. If you go on like Discord, I, I guess I'm thinking or, on a low level. I'm thinking on a lower level, like the you know the low level peons, like even at a fucking restaurant dynamic where it's like you know somebody's gonna like start talking some kind of shit to try to get you to say something. Not saying this has happened to me, but maybe I mean, maybe once I or mean, twice. But I've seen it. Ha- I've seen it be goaded out of people, and then. Um, I think like a lot of complaints people, get sent to the manager and I don't know. There's a lot of people that are, and that, sh- that type of shit, by the way, works both ways. Um, you can fire, you can get, so. you can get canceled or fired for being like too much of a woke tard leftoid also. Uh, and it has happened. And I don't know, like I'm just, uh, I'm uninterested in any of it at work. You know, like I shouldn't be subject, even if you're, even if you are a, uh, conspiracy weirdo guy or even if you're you know even if you say a bunch of stuff that lines up with what i think i don't need to hear that shit while i'm at work you know like it's just i'm trying to be at work and i'm trying to get things done and i'm trying to accomplish things uh with with a team of people who all have way different opinions about different things and uh most of them are just normies you know so like i don't want to hear it i just don't want to like just don't talk about it because that you know the the big fucking two big baskets that normies fall into, it tires me out, man. Wears me out. And I don't even have, like, I don't have the energy anymore to even engage in it. Not that it would do you any good. It only brings trouble if you try to, you know? The best thing is you can uh, just fucking drop low-key stuff or respond with funny callbacks when you hear hints. But, like, I think, I don't know. I think the weirds kind of uh, understand that they have to hide their levels a certain bit, you know? Yeah, I mean, we de- we also have two completely different work environments, so... This is true, and you could get into some interesting conversations at a liquor store while somebody is buying some kind of fucking booze for the weekend. Right. Oh, that dude, that place was crazy. I don't work there anymore, but yeah, that place was wild. Would uh, fucking wreck me out. Oh, you don't work at the liquor store no more. No, I got... Because I'm making like... Uh, I'm making twice... Li- oh, yeah, about twice that. Hey. Just doing... So, I'm... I was already like, it's a job I was already kind of doing once in a while, like when I had days off, but then the dude offered to double my money and just basically, I'm basically like a, uh, crew manager. But since we only have one crew, I'm like the, I guess like the boss. But it's I mean, a big pretty much everybody boss. I work with is pretty chill. Rubber band man over here. Pretty much everybody I work with is pretty chill. <laughs> All cash, baby. I mean, everybody's, I mean, I'm not the, see, it's like there's a guy that owns the company that's the boss, but like most of the time I'm the boss because he's basically just delegates shit for me to do. So when he's in like Miami uh, or Seattle or wherever, you know, he's the cute hard. You just got to go. He's like, all right, this is the, this is the 12 bitches. You just go to them. You get the money, you bring the money back. That's it. You take your cut. (laughs) You'll make twice as much as whatever they're paying you before. Pretty much. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, but, but point being everybody I pretty much work with is, uh, I mean, there are a lot of them are normies. A lot of them are younger. A lot of them are younger than me. And a lot of them are, are normies, but, they, a lot of them, I guess, and I guess that I guess that's kind of a roundabout way of getting to the point where it's like you can't really, even when you're not at work, you can't avoid this like the politic shit, or even when you are at work sure. around normies because the internet, which I blame for most of this over, you know, Ted Kaczynski oh, yeah, Adam brings up the totally. over socialized and uh, what is it under informed and over socialized? Yes, yep. But the internet, fucking, you know, TikTok. Oh my god! Don't get me started on that shit. All the, like, <laughs> people, all the people under the age of like twenty 
for just scroll through TikTok. Ah, uh, you have know, no attention bro. Span. You can't even um, open up a meme uh, channel on any kind of fucking comms, uh, any communications app of any kind. Uh, I know. Shout out to C Dubs. I could name drop any one of them, and he'd be like, "That's trash." Uh, <laughs> but, but there's always a memes channel opened up, and then people just drop TikTok shit in there, and it's like, "This isn't a meme, retard. It's a TikTok video." What the fuck? Oh, bo- boobs is slapping boobs. us. Boobs is slapping Dude, us. Dude, so bo- I see the the three 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 from Boobers. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap, and I love kids jumping on my lap. <laughs> he says that's his favorite go-to drop in inappropriate moments during work meetings. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, I'll even put that alive. in, like when a yeah, even when there, like there's a completely irrelevant conversation going on on the podcast. I drop that one, and especially if it's like a a libtard I'm having on, which happens more often than you would expect. Oh, I know it's surprising. So. Uh, he also hit us with seven 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 at a podverse both times. By the way, uh, he said, "I'm so glad I moved on from this phase." And then he links us to a picture where he's got uh, a bunch of fucking stickers that are very paused. One says dump frump. Uh, It's good to be hated by the right people, Johnny Cash, which, all right, I I can respect that part. Uh, (laughs) Most of these are pretty great, actually, but uh, yeah, the dump frump one is just sounded creative, it's all. I got got, um, off on like three different tangents there, but the, I guess the main point I was trying to make is you can't get away from the internet culture at this point, no matter who you're talking to. Like, right. I mean, I've lived at like the mountains of Tennessee hillbilly culture is, you know, tuned into this stuff now. Yep. So like yep. work, not work. It's all like the hive mind has reached a point to where yeah. you really can't talk to anybody for more than 20 minutes or 30 minutes without some kind of politics related thing coming up and that Mm -hmm. fucking sucks because i remember when it didn't used to be like that well i think there's another side of the coin though where it always used to be like that but it was different you know like uh i mean you think of the barbershops and the politics and the reason people are like don't talk religion and politics is because it always comes up and it's always uncomfortable i think that's like an old thing but i think the problem now is that like the narrative moves so fast and it's just so watered down it's so dumbed down you know like i don't know in the 50s and 60s like you had to know your shit to be able to talk politics you'd be laughed out of the room you know and mm-hmm. now it's just like re is actually a talking point and people are like yeah uh-huh they yeah, fucking feel sense. like you know what they do have a point <laughs> it's like crazy right oh fuck that it, but it's i get and it, I, you're right though the, like what you said was kind of something i didn't really connect to it which is how fast the news cycle goes it's just because too it's quick like, to be it's you have two days where you'll hear everybody talk like i don't know because i i run into people like i go to a job where I, i'm basically doing big events like set or sometimes small events setups and deliveries at people's houses and there'll be times where you know you, you end up having to talk to somebody for about a half hour like they've got person's house it is or the pastor of the church or whoever's organizing the event and you hear the same thing in like from three or four different customers in the same day. Yeah. And it's always like what happened in the news today or something. It's like, that's never really been the case. Uh, like, especially in ir- in real life conversations. I know. It is experience. weird. It is weird how like. Like the FBI Trump raid. That's all like people. Cause, and I'm in Tennessee, but it's like, okay, yeah, I already know about this. Did you hear the FBI raid Trump? Hey, hey, did you know? Hey, did you hear that? Yeah. That's like the guy hey. coming in like. Uh, 30 minutes before the end of the agenda today and be like, breaking! <laughs> the queen died! <laughs> yeah. 
were like, <laughs> oh? <laughs> like, yeah, we knew this fucking uh, uh, eight months ago, dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me go ahead and just keep talking to you about it anyway. Oh, I know you know what goodness. happened. But, uh, I know. I'm, I, I, uh, I don't mean to sound like I'm just complaining about people trying to make conversation either, because that's probably what that came off like. But it's like, <laughs> what do I don't we know, dude, just talk you about know, the you know weather? You can't talk about the you weather now anymore, though. Customers, oh. man. Even the weather, it's Climate like, isn't weather. oh, well, you know, gotta turn the air conditioner <laughs> off before 9 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> this weather we've been having. Uh, what tell the you what. fuck? Can we just talk about the last time you had a birthday? When's your birthday? <laughs> Is your birthday coming up? Yeah. Can you and make that you into get... some kind of a fucking political statement? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then you get, like, into the thing, which I catch my, like, I did it, like, fucking 15 minutes ago. Where it's like, well, I guess we can talk about TV or something. <laughs> right. It's like, Jesus Christ. Oh, I don't know, man. There's no winning. There's no winning. Yeah. <laughs> There's no winning. But, you know, you can't play the game. It's too late. Uh, or you can't quit the game. It's too late. You're already born. Well, I mean, I suppose you can quit the game, but what fun is that? Yeah. That's no fun. Play to the end, I no. say. It's way more interesting that way. Yeah, flipping um, the table over is probably not the best way to go. Nah, flipping nah, the, nah. The you can't take it out on other people. I mean... It's, it's it's a challenge, you know. You got to figure something out. I think we are in our own like weird little ways, just figuring out like how to how to deal with it or walk around it. Because uh, you know they're trying to roll back some of this stuff back in, like uh, some of the they're going to change it to climate lockdown, or they're going to change it to uh, they're going to bring back mask thing. And um, you know, I did some capitulation on the mask thing when it was like a new fresh thing, but I'm. I'm done with that, and I've been done with that, you know? And so now I have this thing where when I'm going around and going out to places and they still are trying to, like, make me live in that fucking world that I left, I've got to be like, no, you know? We did it with the fucking sonogram, where I was just like, no. We're just like, no, thank you. We don't wear masks. And I didn't call them fucking assholes or idiots, even though I wanted to, and I didn't, like, throw a fit, and I didn't try to, like, cite any facts or reports, and I didn't, like, say all the internet memes. All I said was... No, thank you. We don't wear masks. And that was it. And I left it at that, you know? And they didn't and like... What was, the response was good? The uh, response was <laughs> dog shit. The response was... Well, uh, the response was like a long silence. And then like the lady's like, so you're like serious? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Like we don't wear masks. Yeah. It's not something we do. <laughs> and then they said we couldn't wait in the waiting room. We had to wait outside. Yeah. So they said they made us wait in like the breezeway thing. And then and they made us use like the... Uh, this the emergency exit door. The fucking back door. <laughs> like, no joke. <laughs> oh, Jesus, dude. Like, straight up, they made us use the back door to walk in and out. That's kind of crazy. It's like, hi, yeah. it's back. Yeah. 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 I'm hoping that, but, I mean, well, like, you know what? that's a harmless version of it, but I'm hoping it doesn't, tur- that, that mentality doesn't turn into literal public shaming. It's wild and, like, to see how easy we could fall this, into anything. Like, just, that's it, like it could be That's like 10 steps away from... Yeah, that's like 10 steps away from putting, like, unmasked people in a glass box and having everyone point and laugh at them. Yeah, <laughs> until, it's like, you know, uh, it's yeah. Like, and then wait in the glass box, and uh, you have, you'll have your picture taken, and you'll be posted on the wall. These are the non-mask wearers. And, <laughs> and, like, and, and you know, far? the normies would just shrug and be like, well, those that's the regulations. Those are the guidelines. Yeah. Well, those, <laughs> well, those are the guidelines. That's just the guidelines. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about the guidelines, man. I follow, I, I, I follow a higher power, okay? So I don't give a fuck about your guidelines. So where, I mean, do you two have a pretty optimistic outlook of like what the next 20 years is going to look like? Um, 
it's I kind go of back a mixed day to day. it's mixed bag for me i think yeah. on a global scale and on like the bigger scale you look it's going to be absolutely fucking horror show devastating and that's why i'm trying to decentralize as much shit as i can because if i'm if i'm wholly reliant on these big nationalized corporatized globalized systems then yeah i'm gonna also feel the pain and i'll probably we're gonna all feel the fucking pain don't get me wrong like there's no way to perfectly tomorrow fucking pull all the way out of all these systems they're 100 plus years old they're deeply entrenched everyone has a fucking social security number everyone is plugged in you know like so there's no fucking silver bullet solution and the purists out there are kidding themselves if they think they fucking figured it out but at the same time, you have to do the little pieces that you can, and the more you do now, the the easier it's going to be when the shit hits the fan. And I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't know anybody on any political aisle that thinks that the fucking future's rosy, man. Everybody's like, goddamn, things are going to get fucking weird. Things are already um, weird, but I don't think it's done getting weirder. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I. I mean, I talk like. I know a lot of people and some of them are really, really smart and some of them are really, really dumb that are very optimistic of the future. But I think like those of us with like um, the non-geniuses, non-retards among us are kind of, yeah, not looking at this and going, this is not going to be great. But then there's like this super, what I would call like spiritual people. They're like, oh yeah, it's going to be fine. It's like, are you, is it? (laughs) I I do have, uh, I don't want to be all gloom and doom because there is like, for me, I do have peace about it. Like the future is there is a light at the end of that tunnel and there's like, I do believe we're all going to make it. Uh, and by all, I mean all of us that fucking see this light, all of us that are actually like awake to the shit and preparing. I am not talking about the fucking five normies at the water cooler saying the same goddamn thing that's played out. You know, I'm not talking about them. I do not think they're going to make it. And it's like a bummer, but, uh, you know, but that's the thing is they it's probably like, will make it because they'll have the they'll have a good social credit score. They won't be shit stirs. They won't yeah, be a but, target. Yeah, maybe, but make it into what? You know what I mean? Like whatever they make it to is not gonna I don't know. I just feel I've always had this oh, I feeling. Mean, just that, like they uh, won't starve to death. <laughs> I've I've always uh had this probably. feeling that the, like I've seen the movie before and the good guys win, you know, and it's gonna be all right. And I guess maybe that's just a weird version of saying, you know, faith. But part of that is doing your part. Part of that is like just trying to figure it out and trying to do what you actually can. And I think that's part of the trap we were talking about earlier. Like, I've done a lot of things politically that didn't do shit, you know. And I was trying to do what I couldn't do, which was like you know, move state legislatures or move the fucking Congress or, you know, um, other things like that. But there are things that I can do. Like I can feed my children, uh, eggs that I fucking grew in my backyard from my own birds, or I can, uh, you know, run a Bitcoin node and be my own payment processor and, uh, verify all the payments and, and, and decouple from this dollar that is based on almost completely pure debt. Like it's the the value of the dollar is based upon the debt that the Fed holds on its books. It's fucked. It's like terrifying when you like look into it too deeply. All that kind of shit. I can say, well, you know, there's this other world I can play in that doesn't actually like stack on the back of that. 
And does it mean that I don't need a car or I don't ever need to go to the grocery store? No. And, you know, hopefully those things are still around for a while, you know, but, but I don't know what the future is going to bring. And I got to, I think we got to be ready for like whatever. Yeah. I don't, I think we're rapidly escalating. If you believe in like the, um, kind of like a, a more historical view of what the Hindus believe, which is that the the universe like expands infinitely and then comes to a single point and then reemerges. But like throughout history and Fletcher is big into this type of stuff, like the Graham Hancock, Randall Carlson civilization, like go through rise peaks and valleys and basically get wiped out by like either um, some, some big cataclysmic event, whether that was an asteroid or whatever. But it seems like if there's like a natural cycle to where civilizations just get a little too big for their britches, Get wiped out and come dip back back down like Atlantis type scenario. Mm. I think we're getting pretty close to where, if that is the case, like we're about ready for a smackdown because it's getting out of hand. I think like the the way the technology is going, um, the surveillance state that is going to be just completely inescapable. Yeah, unless there's a radical change in the next ten years. Yeah. I don't see where it goes that's positive. I think there's a lot of trajectories, and I've I have trouble get, like seeing an outcome that is good. Here's what always gives me faith is like the struggle. It's if you wanted to boil it down and oversimplify it, which really doesn't do it justice, I understand, but it's kind of like easier to think about in bite-sized chunks. And it's this big fucking struggle. To me, it boils down between tyranny and freedom, you know, between like total control, authoritarianism, and between like respectful, uh, nonviolent cooperation and freedom. And the thing about the thing about the authoritarian totalitarian setup is it requires everyone's participation. And the thing about the freedom thing is that only requires one person to fucking bust out of it in order to psychologically give everyone else an out and create an army just at the right time and the right place. And I think that like throughout history, every time it's been tried and implemented and every time like that's why that's why all of our stories and epics that uh go that way it all comes down to like one person who just stands for what's right and so i think that as long as there's just one person left still fighting for freedom that we're going to be all right yes actually yeah no that's true because and even then with um i meet a lot of people who are fighting for freedom so that's what gives me so much hope it's like i know yeah. i know i'm doing it i know a lot of other people are doing it and so I, there's only it only needs to be one person who like does not buckle, and right. and then we'll be all right. And so that's kind of what gives me like peace and assurance, honestly. Yeah, I mean it's some days I'm optimistic about it, and some days I'm like, um, I don't know. And like when you have a kid, you think about it twice as much as because I always thought about like totally. the trajectory of where we're headed. But once you have a kid, I'm, as you know, it's like you think about it twice as much, at least, and. Um, but I think this is the first time in history when, like, the technology has existed for robot armies, like Skynet t- style, and it really hasn't existed in any mainstream history. Like, of course, there's tales of flying cities and, you know, spaceship wars that mm-hmm. do date back very far. But you, if you don't take that as fiction, um, then this is the first time where, yeah, the elite have, or the, you know, the elite class have had ways and means they don't need because there's a human chain of failure in a dystopian reality like nazi germany or communist russia or or, you know go all the way back as far as you want like there's always that that human that you rely on humans to do your dirty work 
but right. that's becoming not the case. So that's like the tipping point. I think we're at where it's like there used to, either needs to be like some kind of radical event to change this trajectory or what. Um, yeah. But it's interesting to think of what that would be because I do think there will be something like that that just before it gets too late. But what would that be? I don't know. That's the asteroid beauty impact. Of it's like, would it yeah. be like? Would it be an EMP that takes out all the power world globally or what? Eh, <laughs> like, I mean, it could be one, like, <coughs> this is the thing about a surveillance state. Like, that's a program and that's Excuse a system me. and that has to run on, uh, of, I don't know, some kind of a fucking back end that has to have some kind of a network or framework. And again, that, you know, that has to have an ID department and that ID department has to have one guy that says, uh, fuck this and puts a USB stick in, in the right machine, you know, like. It's true. It's like, uh, I mean, not to get full gay cliche about it, but it's like Luke blowing up the Death Star. You know what I mean? There only has to be one opening at one time in one crucial spot, and the whole fucking thing is kablooey. And yeah, it's, but, it's not but just then a fantasy. They built another Death Star. <laughs> they just built another Death Star. And then they had to get it again. I guess you that know? One, I think they, that the struggle doesn't too, ever, <laughs> the, the struggle doesn't ever end. Yeah. But yeah, I think it, you're right. It There's also, no utopia ahead. Like, I, uh, the thing on the other side of it is like if it was possible to establish and lock everybody into this total authoritarian global madness um then they probably would have figured it out you know and they've been trying to figure it out for so fucking long and it just keeps getting defeated so i don't know yeah. like we gotta stay vigilant and like you know open-eyed and i don't have any silver bullet answers i don't think anybody does but i think that when the time is right the the uh, person who needs to act has to act, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, said. I try not. I try not to get all fucking gloomy about it. it also, because it just isn't. Uh, it isn't helpful for the rest of your <laughs> yeah. life, you know. Like, well, yeah, that's true. This doesn't. Uh, like things suck, and I think that it's important to understand that. But it's even more important to be like, well, what can we actually do? What can we affect? How can we live our lives to minimize the impacts? And to make sure, I think that a lot of this doesn't pass on to our kids. Like, right? You know, our parents had no idea that college was going to be a waste of time. You know, if they would have known that, they wouldn't have like sent us there and wasted a bunch of money. But now I know that, so now I'm, you know, now I am armed with that knowledge, and I'm gonna say, "Hey, kids, don't go right. for college." And yeah, it's not like not I can. You... It's not. Like, it's not like I can disallow <laughs> them from doing it. I'm not going to do that. Right. But I'm going to tell them, you know, I did and I dropped out and it wasted my time and I felt like it was not the value that I was going for. And, and some people uh, have the willpower to be a doctor or lawyer, though, and you don't want to stop them from going to college. Fuck no. And if I went back, it would definitely be but to law I, school. It's but not for me or you. Yeah. No. Are you? Okay, maybe it would be. I, people think I'm that just because you test okay that you fucking, you know, get a magic number on the fucking ACT that you got to go to college, you know, and like tech school would be throwing your life away. And I didn't know the difference. I was like, oh, these are smart people telling me that. So, I, you know, I definitely would have been better off going to a tech school and actually making some fucking money instead of making debt and then being a fucking bar right. manager and uh, pretty much a dirt head for, you know, a long time. Like, I would have been way better off. I would have been ahead in the game. But that's not what they want from you. That's not what they want you to achieve. They want you ladled like because the our- their dollar's based on yeah. it. Like, it all comes back to this fucking system that we're in, you know? And I think the reason the boomers told us that um, college was the right move is because when they were college age, it probably it was the right move. Like yes. a lot of people, it was cheap it was a and, it, and it did a lot of people a lot of good. It was a completely different story back then. And it also wasn't like literally everybody went to college back then, you know? Right. 
like it is today. It's like every bond goes to college now. If you don't, you're the yeah, exception. It's just a big old dead trip. But yeah, the our, so it's like you know, yeah, our parents didn't really. A lot of them, at least, didn't really know that, and it's not their fault. But it reminds me of that Joe Rogan bit where he's like, um, I think it's an old one where he's like, "Did you like? Do you remember the moment in your life when you were old enough to like, in a, as an adult, to where you rocked around and realized that like, oh my god, like." Nobody has it figured out. <laughs> like, yeah. like everyone's yeah. basically an adult baby walking around. I'm I'm butchering the bit, but it's like it's like you like you're high one day. Yeah. And you look around, and you realize like, oh my god, for the you know you're maybe eighteen, maybe twenty when it really sinks in that yep. like nobody is smarter than you. There's Even this, though you've been acting as a teenager that ever that you're smarter than everybody. You're like, wait a minute. I know. You look at adults and you think there's going to be some kind of adulthood threshold that you cross, and then yeah. if. If such a thing even exists, which it obviously doesn't, then they're still trying to push it upward older and older, you know? Now, like, our generation is the generation that says things like, oh, I have to adult now. Oh, I hate adulting. <laughs> like, fucking ignorant shit like this, you know? Yeah. Can't like, even. They can't even. They literally can't even. Can't even. They want to fucking literally, just be... Yeah. <laughs> they want to be kids for fucking ever. And it's like, you know... I understand like having that childlike, uh, you know, humor and fire and, and I'll, I'll always have that, you know, I'm a guy that likes to joke around. I don't take myself too seriously, but I think there's this fine line between childlike and childish and, uh, right. You know, you can even yeah. have both, but it's moderation, man. It's like when, when any kind of responsibility comes up and then it's just like this cr crippling ordeal, like, you know. People bitch about yeah, having so. to go to a post office and mail a letter because of their anxiety, you know, and just can't relate to that kind of shit, you know? <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Yeah. And, that, and I'm a and bigot so. for even saying that I can't relate, you know? Like, oh, that's the stigma. <laughs> We're trying to fight that stigma. <laughs> that South Park episode where Cartman has anxiety. He's like, oh, my God, yes. Daddy, don't talk to me. And he puts, <laughs> he puts he, like, he invents the Buddha box. We just put a box on your head. It's perfect. Oh, when I went quality alone time with your phone. The Buddha box or whatever. It's like, that really, is, I know people like that, man. That's yeah. like, I don't know a lot of people, but I know some people that, and most of them aren't like it all the time, but where they're like scared, but they'll be scared to do something as simple as to drive their car to get an oil change. Yep. Because it's, they have to talk to the oil change people or like. It's totally. Stuff like that. Not like, natural. It's conditioned. And the pills don't help. Yeah. They make it like much worse in my opinion. They lock you into that. Yeah. They lock you into it, but they also give you something that's like, oh, but this makes it better, you know, but it'll never go away. You might live with like this for your whole life, but you can manage it. You can manage it with these pills, but, you know, you have an imbalance in your brain. They've convinced everyone. Like it's bullshit, personally. Yeah, even though that got the meta-analysis of those studies was deboomed lately. Co correct. Yeah, I saw those <laughs> studies actually coming out. Like depression um, is not linked to a chemical imbalance in your brain. But... To your fucking environment. Hello. Change your friends. Change your diet. Change your exercise. Yeah. Change your change the input, and you will change your output. And no, that doesn't mean fucking take a pill. <laughs> it's. I do think there um, are people now. I want to say this to be fucking absolutely clear too. There are people that do need a fucking SSRI. There are people that do need a fucking SSRI. But it's not most people. It's not fucking normies who are afraid to mail a, a, a letter. It's like. <laughs> People who are a very special type of person, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, uh, who have uh, this yeah, it's condition. just like like Adderall and Ritalin. They give it like to fucking everyone now. Like 99.9. They, they just give it to yeah. everyone now. They're like, you come in, you're like, oh, you sad? Oh, you 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 scared about your future? Oh, you worried? Oh, well, you fucking you need an SSRI. 
It's like, well, you really oh, don't. You do, uh, you're bored by these multiplication tables? You need some Adderall. Yeah, exactly. Or like a 10-year-old or whatever. It's oh, like, you yeah, can't sit that. still? You keep looking out the window? You wish you were outside instead of inside? Oh, you got yeah. a fucking problem. Oh, I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> Behavioral you're Crazy, issue. dude. And uh, it's crazy, like, the amount of people that believe that it's a, like, the pharmaceutical industry, and I know this is, like, not news to anybody <laughs> here, but. The pharmaceutical industry, like when you realize how deep the tentacles are into just our culture, not just like our news, but the way people think about um, uh, just the way people think about everything when it it comes, not just your health, but your mental health and almost like your soul, like the, the tentacles they have are so deep that people think that there's something wrong with their child. Oh god! That, like a disease that was made up twenty years ago or forty years ago or whatever, mm-hmm. probably way less than that. I don't know. Is like causing their kid to like yeah, not pay attention and not want to sit in a classroom for eight hours a day. And that's like <laughs> psychotic. It's like they can't about, even like, remember you, how bad it sucked. Like, can't you remember? Yeah. Don't you remember being in third grade and this fucking shit sucks and I want to <laughs> leave? Like, I it's remember. Freaky, yeah, I remember. I fucking remember. How can you not remember that? I don't get it, man. Yeah. Oh, but I probably had I mean, to fucking that. That's my problem. Is I should have, you know, if only they would have had these wonderful drugs when I was in school. Man, I could have, <laughs> I could have lived a whole better life. You know, I mean, that's I could have managed like, my anxiety. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like thinking about that now, and that's like the most sadistic shit. It is. Like it's fucking. Ta- it's like robbing us can, of our future, dude. Yeah. Poisoning just, the minds of our children. There's that much influence to where, like, people. It's almost like on a spiritual level that type of a thing. Where it's yeah, like, absolutely is. Yes, like we believe, like our kids were. It's like almost like um original sin or something. Like, like the inverse, like some kind of Christian type religious thing where it's like you believe that this many these kids are born with this being a problem, and this many this huge percentage of them is like so. So obviously something's wrong if kids are coming out and they they have something wrong with them like that automatically it's right. like religious original like original sin dude it's fucking crazy it's, it's uh a, a bit satany <laughs> a little bit think about it uh man i got some boosts to catch up on including 99.99 no don't be sorry bro you, be, you better not fucking be sorry bro this is the life this is life man pretty high uh 9999999 actually says uh in for vx out of curiocaster Looks like you have uh, activated the fucking Nazis, so thank you. Uh, I should say we. I shouldn't give you all the credit. <laughs> uh, 3333 uh, from Bully Steed out of uh, Fountain, who says, Preach, the elites are more afraid of us. Catherine Austin Fitz. There you go. It's like, I've, I've seen a lot of people sharing that fucking uh, clip out of Bugs Life where Hopper explains to everybody why they like go and kick the ant's ass every once in a while because there's more of them. <laughs> And if they ever thought yeah. that, like, if they ever realized they were outnumbered, and then the grasshoppers would be fucked. People have been sharing that lately, and that's another thing that gives me hope. There's, like, all these little things that give me hope where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, we don't need mainstream retards to realize what's going on. We just need, like, enough people, you know. It really needs to be the one person who's in the right place at the right time. That's yeah. all. So, like, like our odds, even though, like, they seem really stacked, our odds are actually incredibly good. Um, right. 4,200 Historically sets. and, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's like, that's, I think that's why, uh, those plans always fail time after time. It's because it's like, evil needs everybody in. Evil needs a total commitment from literally everyone, whereas good just needs one good man to triumph. Uh, 4,200 sets Duke from- Duke Nukem, dude. That's from, who we need. 
We need the Duke. 4,200 sats from N.A. Millennial. Uh, out of Fountain, who says, fuck the boomers, prepare for the dirtbag revolution. There you go. Um, I, I also have a little treat for you. Um, first, I should, I guess, test this. Can you, can you hear this all right? Can you hear that tone? Yeah. Okay, good. So uh, I got a voicemail, and you too could play the voicemail game. All you got to do is uh, whip out your Selma phone or uh, take your rotary dial and... Call 3663 Took a little bullshit to get the seven to rhyme with one right there. Ah, you know. It's perfect. Uh Dude, I fucking that will never get old to me. That will never get old to me. I'll be forever grateful for that uh, that jingle drop for the voicemail. But we did get a voicemail. Uh, would you like to hear it? Nah. Yeah, play it. <laughs> I, want I know. I get to, yeah, to think about it for a while. Hey, guys. Long time listener, first time caller. I got a call question for Alex Jones there. Alex, I've been driving through a lot of countryside. I'm seeing unproductive farmland. Keep hearing reports about a lot of our agricultural industry uh, getting burnt down to the ground, being excavated and burnt down just in a big like burning man pile there. And my question to you, Alex, is you've been doing this for a long time, but what do you say to the, all those people out there who are just now waking up, getting that first little hunger pain? What do you recommend that they do right now, Alex? Because uh, it feels like the collapse is M&M's, man. It is M&M's. That's all I got. Love you guys. God bless. Okay. Uh, I guess I have one suggestion. If you did a drop just, Twist did a me drop up! just now. Give me more twisting! I'm sorry. I fucked that up. I did so it. <laughs> I did it. That took so much clicking. You did it, but I fucked it up. I, had to un- I tried to unmute and mute in time to do it. Mm. Twist me up. Give me more twisting. That's Alex Jones' advice. Um, twist and shout even if you want to. Twist, shout, let it all out. Yeah. Wow, no, good, good question, caller. I uh, sorry, Alex Jones could only make a brief appearance. What are you gonna do? I feel, <laughs> I feel like I should be better at that right now, but I'm like absolutely worse at it. My range is fucking dead in the water. I can barely get out my regular words right now. <laughs> it's all right. You'll get there one day. The collapse is Eminem's man, and uh, Google Translate decided that was like the rapper Eminem. Capitalized oh, Eminem's e man, like his husband. E M I N E M Eminem's man. That's the collapse. The collapse is Eminem's man. I don't think it's like uh, necessarily a relationship thing. I think it's just like, you know, the guy he's gardening in basketball is the collapse. Um, you know, you got to mother your man. Mother your man. Mother your man. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, exactly. Man, the collapse, dude. You ever thought about that before? Oh, wait, we just did. Till I collapse, I'm spilling these raps as long as you feel them. <laughs> uh,. I did. I do. I do like your. Um, it only takes one guy thing. It made me think. It's like, yeah, it really only does. Yeah, that's why I'm John like, Connor, dude. You need John Connor. You know, sometimes you can get so fucking wrapped up in like, oh, I've got to be the guy. I've got to be the fucking. You got to have this like, you have these weird like Jesus syndrome, you know, where you're like, I got to save the whole fucking world, and that's what drives guys yeah, crazy, and that's what 
that's what um, dudes fucking take the bait on, you know. Um, I don't know, guys like Kaczynski or like guys that just go nuts, you know. And um, you can't be, you know, you, it's like it's not you. It's okay. Like it doesn't have to be you, man. And it's like right. I can sit here and I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know how to solve the thing or save the world. And it's like, uh, well, you just got to fucking pay attention and do what you can for your family and like give them a good future and a good foundation. And that's what you do. You just got to do the right thing every time. And then like when you're tested, you got to make goddamn sure you're not buckling and you got to do the right thing. And if you do that, then it'll be cool. Don't take the bait. Don't go fucking crazy. Don't do a wrong thing to try and make things right because that's not the actual solution. Like you got to do the right thing every time. And the guy, you know, it's really all of us who, uh, are charged with this, you know, it's just like these little micro actions do add up, man. And like, I think that's the ultimate demise of like any evil anywhere is that like good people are just going to do the right thing. Right. You don't need every single person to send his best friend back in time to fuck his mom and become his dad in the future. Exactly. You just need one guy. Only John Connor has to do that. Yeah, exactly. You just got one. Uh, you just need one time traveling motherfucker. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Ooh. That uh, that that ball traveled some time and space, I believe. That was uh, Boobery, who has a drop for us. I've got a peer-reviewed study right here that says mm, says you're a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's peer-reviewed, uh, that's that's something I really can't argue with, actually. Airtight, that's what they call bulletproof airtight science, which is what I trust. We talked about doing the right thing, you know, and uh, trusting the science that's peer-reviewed. I mean... I mean, the, just the term peer-reviewed in itself is kind of fucking goofy because it's like, okay, so you break down peer is your friends. Yeah. yeah. And review is check your work. So it's like, basically, nobody's smarter than you double-checked your work, but people are just as smart as you. Okay. Well, I wrote it a lot. My friends like it, you know? So, <laughs> I think it's pretty good, you know? Yeah, it doesn't say like um, higher tier intellect reviewed. We got like be, uh, they not believe it, but like smarter guy reviewed it. We got some grant money, you know, to like make this study, and then like everybody else who also wants like grant money told us that they like it. Um, so like, who can argue with that? That's a good voice. I like that one. I'm kind of limited in my options, so I've got. No, I mean that's that's one to keep in the archives. I've got to uh, yeah. scream my face off two days before to get that particular one. I think. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Just, uh, just doing my best. How you doing, Lori? I'm all right. <laughs> cool. Our middle child is uh, sick right now, so that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, she's but been like jumping up and, it's, and dipping out, but not noticeably. It's very rare she's for in, our kids to get sick, too. And like all she has is a fever, so she's just resting. But she also was like, right. will you hold me? And I was like... Oh, I have a show to do, but I'll hold you every so often. <laughs> and her older sister is holding her, which is the, you know, the fun part of having more than one. Yeah. Yeah, but, that's going to come in handy for sure, especially later on. Yeah, definitely. You don't got to keep, you don't got to pay babysitters. Nope. You don't got um, to, what else can you do in the when you have a kid to watch a kid? You don't got to pay babysitters. Got to mention that. There's other things. There's tons of things. They can prep Baby food. They can help them get dressed. They can <laughs> roll out the schoolwork. If you try to teach them something they don't understand, the other kid can explain it in a different way. 
that maybe yeah. gets through to them. Yeah, it's awesome. Hell yeah! But yeah. oh, you can make him. You can make him do yard work. Yeah, human resources, man. They can do anything you teach them. You can make them go run and get you a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, have you? It's crazy how many people have stories from their parents of like, yeah, I was going to this, the local, you know, market and going to get a pack of cigarettes for dad or for, for mom. And you're like, man. That's so far from my upbringing. It's like, like someone, if my parents saw a cigarette, they would freak out. Yeah, definitely. Oh, uh-huh. like, I love, I love just how commonplace it was. It's like, dude, the sixties, seventies, eighties, even were so great. Cause it's like, that's a very you can smoke on an airplane. Very late. You can back smoke time. on a goddamn airplane. That is pretty wild. Can you imagine that now? That's crazy. I try to imagine it. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> I was gonna say, I can definitely imagine it and it's fun. <laughs> it, it sounds like it'd be fun if you had a one hour flight and after that it's just like alright I need a oh somebody rolled the window down <laughs> somebody just gets a fat cigar going and you're like okay alright my eyes are watering now it smells you see great those old, but hot box the plane you see, the, you see those old fucking footage of people like riding on planes like back then it's like everybody had a cigarette and it's like god damn how was anybody breathing on this flight from fucking New York to London. <laughs> At my dad's Oof. place, we like, watch like old TV now a lot. So they'll have like me, yeah. the me TV channel plays like all the, the older shit. So you see like uh, shows from like the 50s and 60s, and just like cheap and cigarettes on the set. And everything is like, oh, guess the value of this house in Florida. It's a three bedroom house in Florida. On the water. It's like uh, $14,500. Yes. Okay. Like, holy fuck. Yeah, those were the days, man. Dude, and their and their great grandparents were probably like, fourteen dollars. I remember I bought my first five acres for fourteen dollars. Came with a house and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's just been this. Uh, we've been circling the toilet bowl for a long time, man. And then there's like um, tiny little like microbes. Like before we crawled out of the slime, they're like really tiny. And they're like, hey, remember when it was like fourteen cents? You could buy a house. <laughs> and it's just. That's evolution right there, the the housing market from from the Big Bang on. It's hell out there, man. Yeah. It's so weird, the housing market right now, because it's like everybody's waiting for that bubble to pop so they can like actually buy some shit. And they've been talking this way for a couple of years at least, probably like some people for five years. You know, they're just like, well, it's got to be sometime. It's got to be sometime. And you feel like, yeah, it definitely feels that way. But there's just no like there's no immediate sign of it ever like letting up. And as soon as the thing pops, BlackRock's algorithms will buy up every single house before any of us real humans can get to. Oh my god, probably. You would think so. Yeah. I don't know what'll happen. Somebody's got to put a stop to that shit, dude. With like, because also you gotta you gotta think like nobody's gonna be selling, right? If they're like the people who sell, I'm trying to think more than one house. Trying to think of like oh wait, they usually try to rent. The people who sell are going to be leveraged people who don't have a choice and they're fucking underwater on the leverage. They're underwater on the mortgage and now they like just like have to sell because it's a short sale or a foreclosure. Um, yeah. So it's not like all of these places will just be like, you know, it's like if the market crashes, I'm not going to rush out and put my house on the fucking market, you know, and sell it. I'll be trying to buy something, but what will there be to buy? I'm not sure. I don't know. It's just so, like there's so much uncertainty, you know. I think that's the theme yeah. of tonight. That's why, like, I think, yeah, I think um, igloos would be a good idea. 
Igloos, not a bad idea. Yeah. It's just hard in the climate round here. Like the it's we're get we're waiting on another ice age and then we'll all live in igloos and everything will be fine. Like we'll be like a hundred miles above the earth's surface right now because the ice will be that tall. Like in Ice Age, the movie, the the uh movie with Sid the Sloth. Oh, like yeah. And then we'll need igloos. Everybody'll stand around and be like Wow, I am really high. <laughs> Oh my god, the fucking ice age hit and I'm sitting here selling ice. I got an ice company. I got a whole I got all this truckloads of fucking ice. God, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> Fuck. Shit. Dude, has anybody done that bit the ice cube salesman in the middle of the ice age? It's yeah, like, I'm writing it down right now idea. so I can steal it. <laughs> Damn, I did not plan for this one. <laughs> uh you, you know what else you didn't plan uh, for? Yeah. What? Another voicemail. I got a peer-reviewed study right here that says hmm, says that you're based. Da, 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 da. Oh, I'm so glad uh, this happened. What a fantastic way to <laughs> start to wind down this week. Very exciting. Love hearing all y'all together, bowling it up. And now you can get in there and boost that little motherfucker. So exciting. <laughs> So exciting. This is going to be, oh, this this is a game changer for Battle of the Douchebags. Now we could do boostable votes. Ooh. Just saying. I mean, maybe like, maybe that will be like the mail-in ballots, you know? People will be voting on NAS and in the background you're just raking all the other <laughs> boost votes. Talking about gamifying the vote, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm just kidding. Ooh. But uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think we should take that into consideration for, uh, well, maybe the last one. Yeah, we should definitely do it for the, the last. <laughs> I like how he says, I'm just kidding, and then he goes back bag. into the, like, yeah. Mano e Mano, champion. Boobery's never kidding. It'll be a good time. <laughs> I've really enjoyed that series. It's, uh, it's a really fun study in the most non scientific ways <laughs> of how people. Uh, we'll react to clips. It's interesting. It's a lot of fun. You know, how that affects, you know, the, the nature of the voting. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a wild ride. Seven <laughs> in it. I still can't predict. So glad to have been a part of that. It's good shit. That's high octane entertainment. Let me tell you what. Um, I'll tell you what. No, nah, I just, I got a, I got a lot of love for, our seat sitter. He was one if one I'll of, too. if not the first dudes to reach out and uh, and hit me up on No Agenda Social after he caught the show. Uh, I will always so incredibly appreciate that. It was the hook. Art he was emotions. the hook of my cheek <laughs> in the bowl. <laughs> uh, I love you, bro. Fucking love letter. Um, I guess this is a good time to announce that Battle of Douchebags is officially over and we're never doing another one again. What? No, no. What? No, we're not really, but I do want to retire it after we get the last, the next two in the bag for a little bit. Okay. Just to try something else. It's getting um, like old hat to you. I would never say never again, but well, it, cause we're it, eight is the eighth like episode, obviously. And there's right. been eight winners and then nine, we're going to put those eight head to head. Gotcha. And, uh, Get so, a douchebag champion. And then from there, it's like, I've been thinking about, and, and Boobie and Lavish have been talking about this, t- doing this too, but I'm thinking about maybe trying 
this, uh, and we probably need to collaborate on it because, but I, I definitely have been writing a D and D style campaign and I like gamifying that and maybe figuring out how to way to chat and boost for that interactive, um, uh, and, and vote, make votes and stuff. But okay. I, I got like something kind of cooking up because I saw, um, I saw widest kids, you know, right before Trevor Moore died. I watched like their three part. The third one they released was like unedited because it was like the last thing they did with him before he passed. And uh, all three of those were hilarious. And I, I know like like uh, none of us here I would consider like professional comedians, obviously. Right. So it wouldn't be necessarily as funny, but the production value of something like that could be lifted and made so much more immersive by just audio. So I've been thinking about that. I got some sound beds I'm working trying to piece together in like a storyline and like we could work in votes and stuff. So I think maybe doing something like that. That sounds fun. fucking awesome. Yeah. Dude. You could have like Nick the rat and people on there to play like the trolls at a bridge you're trying to cross. And sure. Do it all live time, have sound effects, roll the dice. Oh man. Cool. That sounds like the shit dude. Uh, I have that actually written down as, as I've got a few recent abs that I wanted to ask you about and battle of the douchebags is, is one of them. Uh, so it's kind of timely that Boobsy brought it up. Uh, how did the idea for that come about? And you've got seven done now. Like, tell me, like, how, how'd you come up with that? And like, what it evolved into? Like, did you plan to do this big eight and then a multi-tournament at the end? No. And I, I remember, I think I said it on the first one after, after the first one wrapped, like the idea, it might've been Booberry or Lavish. Somebody presented the idea of like, well, now we need to put the, like the winners head to head. And I was like, oh, God, if we do that, that'd take like almost a year. And here we are, and it's, been, it's getting close to that. So I was like, we ended up doing it, yeah. The yeah, original way it happened was I just wanted to do a show about how shitty Ethan Klein is. And we were like, <laughs> I don't know if I could take a whole show about how shitty Ethan Klein is, which, funny enough, until we were doing last night until uh, Boobery's kitchen flooded. <laughs> I hope that worked out, man. But um, Oh, fuck. Anyway, so he was like, I don't know if I could do a whole episode just about Ethan Klein. I was like, yeah, you're probably right. And then... I, one of us, I don't even remember who it was. Um, we going back and forth came up was like, well, let's just put them all head to head. Like I don't know. It's and we're just like, okay, yeah, we'll get a bracket, and then and then it was like, okay, now we're stuck. Now I'm doing this like it's my like. Um, I've never actually done that many a series of about that many things in a row. It's just a big commitment it turned into, huh? Yeah, it's fun though. That's but I think we. I think very we can take that and yeah. But I think after nine, it's like, okay, try something else for a little bit. Sure. No, so. I totally respect that. I think it's like the perfect length, you know? Yeah. It exists. It's like a saga. And then and you, you, know, get a, maybe, you get the ending with a champion. And, you know, you could maybe even bring it back in a couple of years for a new season. Right. Or, you know, whatever. Yep. But I think it's one of those like, things where you only bring it back when people are like, just like begging for you and wanting it. And then it's like fresh again, you know? And people are like, yeah. Like the McRib. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, I just think like once there's one winner, it's like, what are we going to do? Do we're going to have to have eight more championships just to get seven more champions oh, dude, of the no, championships never, to hit those next eight guys. And that's like fucking a lot. So can it's never like, do that, you know, a hundred yeah. more episodes. So it's like, how can we really make another king if we start doing it again? Then there's only, there's no way to have an official top guy until that ninth episode. And then that's like, well, now he's officially the top guy and there's no contenders coming in after him that everybody's like, well, he could get to go against that guy. <laughs> yeah it's like uh that huge exponential leap you can't yeah it's just and it's really just my like i guess you could call it ocd where it'd be like well i'd it'd bug me it'd be like well fuck now we got this new guy over here 
Well, he's never going to be able to face off against the other guy that fought all those people to get to the top. Yeah, I mean, and it's you, an open-ended question. I won't be able to sleep. I'll just, I'll get like two hours of sleep a night, and I'll start like chewing my fingernails. <laughs> you definitely and, don't want to get into. Chewing and I'll start call, and then I'll start like ca- uh, carving things in the wall. Like, Who is top douche? <laughs> Somebody it's will douche see bag, it. Douche bag. What's it with douche? I know the douche, the biggest douche. Oh my god. <laughs> he was the douche. I have clips. I've got clips. I brought the clips. <laughs> Uh, I saw that uh, your most recent episode, you had our boy uh, A1 Sauce, also known as Zune. Shout out. Shout out. Haven't, yeah, uh, I haven't had a, cool a chance guy. to listen to it yet, but I was excited when I saw that and scrolled up there. But didn't you do like uh, 49 shows yesterday? What what all did you get into yesterday? And tell me about kind of your, your process, because it seems like you are a, a guy who like... Um, is like feast and famine. You know, you like record a bunch, you knock them out and then you like release them after, yeah. you know, over some time. Like what's your process and how did it kind of come about? Uh, part of that's because, um, I'm sometimes technically on call and if I end up like just having to work, which usually I try to get out of it or usually I don't have to, but like sometimes it's like, I can't help it. So on the podcast days, so I just kind of, and then that happened. I squeeze. I squeeze. There was supposed to be two yesterday, and somebody said, "Hey, can we do it tomorrow?" So I squeezed them in, and then it just ended up being like ten straight hours at the laptop. By the end of it, it's like I can't keep back. But, Damn. Uh, I don't know. It's it's like, but at the same time, I you know I'd had two weeks off or however long it was. So yeah. I put together that compilation episode out of the lack of being able to get get organized enough to get an episode done on time, and I spent like a couple hours just like piecing together a bunch of. Andy Sook stuff. And that was, mm. I think, uh, that was one that I got, I thought was um, interesting to say the least. Just going back through all that stuff. Sure. Um, Just to revisit it later. I think that is interesting. Yeah. I went back and listened to like the old InfoWars at the time, the old No Agenda at the time, and like a bunch of, and then combined that with a bunch of stuff I saw in like the bit shoots and just kind of put together, cobbled together like a little stuff from things I remembered to grab and then things that were new to me. Interesting. Just, didn't, just just clips only. Just a clip show. Clips only. I think that was like, yeah. I like doing the. I, I think that's only the second one I've done. But I kind of like being able to like almost tell a story. Although I didn't. That one was kind of more of a rush job than the first one. But the cocaine one where I just did the clips is like, yeah, telling a story with just clips is kind of fun. That is cool. Yeah, that's. I I love that versatility versatility too in your style and. I also love that, like, you sit down with unexpected people sometimes, too. Um, like, I think earlier in the show, you were saying, like... Like your mom? Oh! <laughs> I did not see that coming! Whatever! <laughs> so I'm defending myself! <laughs> oh, fuck. I dropped my... I, I, now you threw me all the way off my game, I don't even know what... Sorry. Um, no, Your mom's um, opportunity presented itself, and then I had to strike. <laughs> it was just like uh, t-balled up for you, man. You can't not take a swing at it. So uh, you did. You said you did three yesterday. Like who all did you have? You mentioned uh, Booberry and Lavish, or A One Sauce. I mean Booberry and there was A One Sauce, Phone Boy okay. and Phoenix, Phone Boy and Phoenix, Phone, Phone Boy and Phoenix, and then uh, that was the last one of the night. And Booberry's Kitchen flooded. R.I.P. Booberry's oh, Kitchen. I think it's okay. Maybe. Yeah. Damn. Um. But yeah, the first one was A One Sauce, and then. About 15 minutes after that ended, I went live with the uh, Mint Salad and Trixie, the Golden Witch of the ASC Productions crew. Who, like, we were talking uh, when you were helping me get the nodes set up, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I hang out with those those guys uh, 
every time they're in Tennessee. Nice. Um, they're they're cool. They're chill. A chill crew of people that just um, like a rag. They're almost like a like a pirate crew because they just go. They drive around in a fucking Prius or sometimes in a truck across the country. Larry um, was the one before I met him. Larry had told me about him. He's like, because he he's met him on the road a couple times. He's like, they're fucking animals. They'll drive from like L.A. to New Hampshire, just like straight. <laughs> Damn. Turns. Like going around doing like just little like you know um, like rap gigs, and they're always hustling, making fucking videos and podcasts. It's like because that's like all they do, you know. Cool. They got no kids, and they just kind of run around and um, they're like um, gypsies is like a pejorative, but I think pi- a pirate crew would be a better description of that. Those guys, like a what crew? A pirate crew, a pirate like on the crew. seven seas, okay. yeah, yeah, just kind of aim like not aimlessly, but just constantly on the move. And I can dig it, hustling, nomadic. Yeah. yeah, that's what's up, man. That's very cool. No, I, I've never seen anybody that can like marathon it out like you can, dude. Like, like uh, obviously yesterday's an example, but the hundred, the hundredth episode where you were on the stream for I don't know how what ended up being like fourteen hours or some shit. I remember, no, it was more than that. Was it was like, I remember 15 of them, and then the whiskey came out, and I don't remember the last one. Oh, my up God. Till at, like, six, hour 16 and maybe almost 17 on it. Yeah, that was a wash. Holy shit, man. But, what a wild ride, man. Yeah. I saw also a uh, Best of the D's. Um, oh, with Carolyn? With yeah, Carolyn? we got to do another one of those. We're skipping E because it's not a vowel, so then we're on F. Wait, he's not a vowel? Did they change that? Or E is a is vowel. Is that like Pluto? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn, I, I, was I, about to write a, I was about to write a letter. I meant we're doing vowels, uh, ex- exclusive no vowels. No vowels allowed. So are you yeah, going to do like a half one about why or what? Actually, I we I think we had that exact discussion. I think we're doing a half-length episode for why. That's a great fucking plan, dude. It's a great yeah. fucking plan. That's what I would have done if it was, if, if it was me. Uh, Carolyn's great. She's... And I think I think I want to talk to Fletcher again soon about like ancient cataclysms and he I mean I me and him talked about the uh the plasma man and all that shit and he he schooled me on it. I love talking to people who know a bunch of shit I don't know and I'm like, holy shit. Definitely. What do you think is the guess you've learned the most from? Like from their whole body of work or just from my conversation with from, them? From from them being on and you just like talking to them. Hmm. I like putting motherfuckers. I mean, the first on the one spot. that comes to mind is Jan Urban, probably. Nice. Um, he's a weird guy though. Like, I mean, not, 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 not he's just like, um, he's like the fringe in the fringe community. Like the fringe community doesn't like him. He's like, uh, too fringe for the, the guy that introduced. Yeah. He's the guy that first smoked DMT with Eddie Bravo and, and, um, Joe oh, Rogan okay. like, introduced it to him. Gotcha. But now he's like very anti, anti psychedelic, which is interesting. And huh. he's also, he thinks like the whole thing is like a current day mind. Con- it's like MK ultra never ended hmm. basically. And the whole movement was like, um, and this is where I kind of disagree with him. And on, I remember on this yeah, premise, some, some about this actually, like the suggestions where he's like, they, they only, they don't like, they're not entheogens. They're only suggestions. Suggestions. <laughs> like a, yeah, like a hypno, which they can be used for. Even Terrence McKenna and them would say like, sure, you could use mushrooms to mic. I mean, Manson did it with acid, right? Right. See, I yeah. did it to Manson. So. Yeah, it's um, it's a weird thing, man. Like, I think that you have to already have a kind of susceptibility to that, uh, uh, charismatic kind of sway people might have over you, you know? Right. Or you um, do it in combination with like social messaging, like Leary's tune in, turn on, drop out. Yeah. Drop out of society. Not the most healthy thing to tell a bunch of people that are no. coming up into a. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, uh, I think Leary fucked the acid up in a lot of ways, man. 
Yeah. I remember getting But his, his what I learned from him, Jan Irwin mostly was um some fun behind the scenes stuff about when he went to Rogan that was just cool. But like as far as actually learning something from his trivium thing of like deducing whether or not something is true or or best um best evidence for an argument is a interesting um methodology. The tr- the trivium method. And it's that's not his, but he's the first person I've like heard actually explain it. How does that work? It's like there's the low. It's I'm I'm, I'm going from. To, I don't mean to put you on sorry. three spots at once. <laughs> I'm no, just you're good. curious. I'm, also um, I'm going from memory, but the logos is uh, the. It's, there's three steps of like the trivium process and the generality of what I remember of them, and he went in like deep, deep to it. That stuff I don't know, but it's like the first one is um, like deducing whether an argument. Uh, Holy shit, I'm too high to explain this. Okay. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does seem a bit woozy, doesn't he? Um, deducing whether an argument has merit, which has like a several subcategories of like identifying what a straw man is, identifying what it is. Oh, this sure. Is, identifying, okay. Um, and then let me just. Just checking it against like, Logos, is it a bad premise? And uh, Logos Media is his website, but um, it's probably it? the, like a bad ex- example to like pick something that I learned from him that I don't remember, huh? Something that actually refutes the central point is a good argument. Uh, <laughs> like I learned so much. Uh, what'd you learn? I don't know. He went in. He went in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, well, that's, on the weed. I guarantee yeah, no, it's went, more than you learned from my dumbass. <laughs> he uh, he also went into like the history of it and how it used to be taught in every college, and it's not really. It's almost like hidden anymore. Oh like, God, um, yeah, it's so. It's so fucked how, like, I always was upset going through school because I felt like it was a waste of time and a lot of it was boring. But then when I got older and I started to realize that a lot of that was by design, I got even more mad. Like, that's what really fucking irritates me. Because it's like, the the normies who are open to the whole... uh um, the whole plot point of, like, you know, there's very bad people and then there's a very small group of bad people trying to fucking control what everyone says and does and right. they're like well you know like uh, a lot of this is just incompetence you know and they'll just like they'll be like saying incompetence oh it's competence well incompetence it's like it's not malicious it's just incompetence and it's like how could they uh how could they ever like organize that much and it's like you look I love a- that argument you look around and normies are all walking in the door and they say the same fucking sentence to you all of them all of them like, you can see a dozen people, and they'll all say the same fucking sentence to you in a day, but then you also can't, like, comprehend, like, oh, they couldn't get us all controlled. Like, it's like, bitch, look around you. Yeah. Everyone's saying the same fucking thing. Yeah, and, like, dude, everybody, I think everybody even that is on, that's the frustrating part about kind of um, rising, up, like, almost looking at everything, you know, from a top-down, like, third-person perspective on a societal level like that. But the worst, like, it's great when you realize that, but the worst part of that is when you realize that, like, you find yourself doing it too, and now you're aware of it. So you're like, yep. you find yourself on autopilot, just autopilot going like, like in retail, if you ever works, you're like, have a good one, uh-huh. have a good one, have a good one. <laughs> and you're like, fuck, I recognize this in other people, and now I'm doing it. Or like the, uh, oh, <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> when you fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that one's honestly kind of funny, though. That one's like. Anytime you, like, can, anytime you can drop an ope on a dope, it's a fucking good time. 
Well, yeah, but just the interaction of like when two people are both trying to get somewhere from opposite directions and yeah. both do the shuffle side to <laughs> like, side oh, like oh, three oh, times. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. No, no, I'll let you go. No, you go. <laughs> it's almost, that's almost like a human bond. Like after a certain, unless they're in a horrible mood, like when that happens with you and somebody and you just like sync up like that, do that. It's almost like a bonding moment. Like, that needs to, to be something. Reader. You know how like an Eskimo bro because, is like if two guys have fucked the same chick. And, that should be like exactly. a... Uh, you call it the shuffle fuck. Like the, uh, <laughs> like the jitter, like now we're jitterbug cousins or something. <laughs> like something. I don't fucking know. Oh. Uh. <laughs> the jitterbug. <laughs> this is a good dance. Like, oh yeah, I saw this fat lady in Walmart. Now we're jitterbug cousins. <laughs> Couldn't get around her. <laughs> we figured it out though. We got there eventually. <laughs> oh my God. What had to happen was I had to stand all the way to the left of the aisle and place my hand over my chest and then my other arm outstretched. And then she knew that that was the big visual cue that she could proceed. <laughs> and I just stood there in that position until she was all the way by me. <laughs> like you're in a subway tunnel and the subway's coming and you're up against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just was like, you know. James if, Bond movie. If I don't suck it all the way in, <laughs> like, she's going to knock a bag of buns off the shelf, man. And we don't want that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> pick that shit up. You got your face to the side so the train doesn't like take off the front of your face. <laughs> you got, oh, you got both arms completely stretched to the right on both oh. sides as far as you can, pressed backwards. Just, just sweating, yeah. just being like, no, no, you go. <laughs> and, and then your jitterbug cousins after that. Yeah, exactly. That seems right. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I should probably try it. It would be a good move, in my opinion. Uh, any big plans coming up for some shows that are in the can that we can look forward to? <sighs> hmm. I got a couple in the irons, but nothing I can like give a date. Okay. Um, I got some. I think I got some interesting some things brewing coming on soon. Yeah. Some something brewing. One that said things. he would do it a long time ago. And, oh yeah. And, and and maybe you know maybe that might be happening soon. Hey, the biggest <laughs> fish take the longest to reel close. in. You know, that's what I yeah. that's what I've learned. Gotta keep reeling that. Well, time. yeah. When you uh, when you when you have a clip of them saying, "I'll come on your show whenever you want," and you send that to their booker, so you usually get somebody's attention. There you go. <laughs> You're like, yeah, oh, this wasn't an bad. impersonator. This was the motherfucker. <laughs> this was the real thing. That's fucking great. Anyway, nice. uh, well, yeah, uh, man. I don't know what I don't know. Um, there's gonna be another battle of douchebags, but I don't even know when that's gonna be. But I'll tell you one thing. Um, it's gonna be an episode. No doubt, my man. Uh, Whoa. This is going to be another voicemail. And what is Aleppo? <laughs> well, what is Aleppo? <laughs> I, it took me a second, but yes. Uh, I'm going to play it one more time. What is Aleppo? And what is Aleppo? What is Aleppo? I think there's one of those people that, like, they got banished to the desert because they get sores all over their body. <laughs> That's a leper. That is a leper. But it's a yeah, I think it's like one of those cats with all the stripes. I think I, I mean, can get up dots. on the debate stage and take my pants off and go, blah, 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 what is Aleppo? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I'd still have a political career because I'm a libertarian and I don't uh, have to do shit. Honestly, if he would have, uh, if he would have, um, yeah, abided by the double dick theory and used take my pants off line in with that, it would have canceled each other out toward the point where it was hilarious, like an awesome again. Exactly. If he would have actually yeah. said, take my pants off. He needs good consultants is what he needs. Yeah. I think that we're the, we're the exact guys for the job. See, here's the problem. 
Gary, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> Gary. I love also in Team America how the main character's name is Gary Johnson. Gary Johnson. Gary, suck my cock, Gary. <laughs> yeah, no. So we, we would come, it was like, here, Mr. Johnson, the problem is not that you said you could get up on stage and act basically retarded. Um, the problem is that you didn't also say, and take my pants off at the end. You see? <laughs> that's exactly. We, yeah, it. that's a great campaign strategy. It's good yeah. shit. It would work. That's, um, yeah, I think. We've done the focus in, groups already. We'll get, in, we'll, we'll get in the market for that. We I did think, our like, A-B testing and, you know, we've got strong results here. Very compelling results. Yeah. We just hire somebody to like run the run the you know, the hustle and bustle at the office. Just have one man to have an office. That's really all you need. Yeah, exactly. He can like go to the water cooler and hang out by himself. Mm-hmm. Somebody and, prints uh, out bumper stickers. Fucking done deal, man. Done deal. We make sure we pay for a huge building, but only have one employee on the <laughs> eight level complex. Exactly. Yeah. And then we have that guy just act like he's working all the time. And it's what was the rest of the business plan? I feel like this isn't going to make us money. Uh, then you. Hang on. Uh, have to reply to the email from the hot chick at Project Veritas who asks you to go get drunk with her and then you fucking just say every dumb fucking thing <laughs> possible. So we'll have the guy that works, the one just guy like, employee we have do that. Oh know, yeah, obviously. thanks for my second beer. Yeah, those guys I work for are huge douches. Like, the whole thing's pretty <laughs> fucked up. I can tell you all about it. <laughs> like, wow, that's uh, just so fucking easy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, oh, that's how, that's where the, okay, so, like, we start with uh, giving consulting, so the goal is give consulting job to Gary Johnson next time he runs, mm-hmm. run his campaign. The middle part is, um, we, we just, uh, I have a big office building with one guy in it, <laughs> and then, and then get Project Veritas to, like, get that guy drunk, we, like, coax them in to make him think we're a big company, and then that guy, Project Veritas, publishes him drunk saying about how shitty our company is. Yeah. And then that causes people to think it's actually a real legitimate big company. And then the money comes in. Oh, then mm. profit. So as long as we get Project Veritas to act, to act like our one employee is like the head of a big corporation, we'll just fake our, fake it into making it. There you go. Yeah. Fucking foolproof, man. See, and you, and you, you people are worried about the future. I think. Well, we got I think it solved. Fucking golden. That's the golden goose right there laying us some eggs. <laughs> Dude, I'm just hoping nobody like does that before we do now that we set it on air. Ooh, yeah. Uh, we have to call Savesies No Take Backs on it. Okay. Which I just did, I think. Oh, Savesies and then no we, take backs. we copy and we, yeah, triple stamp it. Yeah. Or double stamp. You can't triple stamp or double stamp. But <laughs> you can, like, I think I think there's copyright laws. We like Once you say something out loud, you automatically own it. That's like, right. And it's it's in court. Plus, I even uh, if it's not recorded, I but to, since we have it recorded, it's even better. If you rub your nuts on it, <laughs> mark territory. There we go. That's mine. That was easy. That was easy. Hell yeah! What's always that easy? easy. Uh, always easy hanging out with you, Chris. I love it. I love you, man. Love you. I love you guys. Always love chilling. Uh, I have to tell you about some dreams I had sometimes. Uh, I got a couple more dreams. Oh the- yeah, I took some notes. Get some dreams in the dream log if you're ever interested. Doing another one. Perfect. Yeah. But, uh, we did. We only did like 2.5. We got three on the way. Oh yeah. Three's in the oven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for hanging out with us, bowlers. Thanks for bowling along. Uh, you know to go to absinasixpack.com, but also grab Abs in a Six Pack on one of the new podcast apps because you can boost this bitch now. So you know what to oh, do. Yeah. You know what to do. Boost me, bitch. 
I feel like Three in the Oven should be a Steve Carell movie where he has like he's pregnant with triplets or something. <laughs> three in the Oven. Three in the Oven. The sequel uh, to Cheaper by the Dozen. A summer smash comedy. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, uh, everybody. We'll be back at it Tuesday night with another Bulls with Buds at 9 Central US on the Bulls stream and on the No Agenda stream. Uh, Till then, you know I will remain Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'll be DeLorean. And feeling pretty fly for a white guy. Whoa! (laughs) That was who? (laughs) (laughs) Sir, sir, seats. Absolutely beautiful. We'll see you next Tuesday. You better be streaming sats. Here's your cue to boost. You like that boost? Wait till you see what happens next. Thank you, bitch. Thank you, bitch. Thank, 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 thank you, bitch. Shit, I love boost. Boost.